From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, it's our Top Games of the Year episode. Ah, Woo. hooray! time 2023 dead 2024 now we're basking in 2023 for another two hours or so as we review our games of the year well sure yeah welcome to nintendo main podcast episode 403 your place to hear nintendo fans talk about their favorite games from last year because now we are officially in 2024 only a few days in there but i like to wait until the years officially ended before we talk about our favorite stuff of last year because you know sometimes you need those extra weeks in Christmas time or whatever to... Or even days put, or put hours. Your, put your shit together, I mean, my, yeah. my week changed up until pretty much the last minute. My, my list changed up until the last minute. Yeah, me too, actually. I've been... I, well, it's always been the same games, but they keep Mine's moving around, around in different places. Yeah. But, I, but I, I solidified the 10 games, but I'm shifting... I've been shifting where the places that they are. But now I have... But, but I kind of wrote a script of it of sorts, like an outline for myself, so... Now I can't change it anymore. But this is a, uh, and this is my rules. It doesn't have to be your rules. But uh, oh yeah, we're your hosts. I'm Trey. No remakes, Johnson. I'm Jeremy. Going to Vegas. I'm John. I'm back again. Hitter. Yep. Uh, a dinosaur story, right? Isn't that from that? Yep. That That's a, me. That was a Jeremy quote from a long time ago. I'm the I'm the pterodactyl. Yeah. You want a hot dog bad? I never saw that movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is our uh, top ten best games of last year of 2023 and my nickname is uh i didn't uh you know i always like to make my top 10 list based around like new experiences or whatever so i don't include remakes or remasters that's me you know you can do whatever you want with your list so that's that's what i'm doing now and actually you know we're doing it again this year because you know because everybody i mean everybody is talking about tears of the kingdom i'm sure tears of the kingdom is your favorite game too of the year we're doing a list without tears of the kingdom Top ten without Tears of the Kingdom in there, so we'll just we'll just pretend that Tears of the Kingdom is the number one game for the three of us, and we'll just cut it out because for for that reason, it, it is. I mean, it is the number one. Sure, it won't. So it will not be visible. Like I said, everybody's talking about Tears of the Kingdom. We're talking about other games. It'll be interesting because interesting because I think there's only a few games that are on my list that maybe you will be on yours, maybe three. But just because just because I'm doing a whole list without remasters or remakes, I did want to do like a really quick top five list of the best remakes because there were really, really good ones that came out this year. And I'm just going to go through mine. Number five, Advance Wars 1 and 2, uh, Reboot Camp. That was a really good remake. They reimagined everything, like redid all the characters, you know, changed it in full 3D now. It's still as hard as it originally was, but it was really cool to play. And the new, the musical remake, the the new music was great too. Um, number four, Turok 3. I just wanted to mention that because that game is awesome. I bought Turok 3 over Christmas. Night Dive Studios doing it again. You know, they continue to uh, release really good uh, 
first-person shooter remakes or re-releases or whatever. But this one was like remade to the point that they even re-recorded some audio for it. And I beat the... There's two different versions. There's two different stories. There's Daniel's story and Josh's story. I beat Daniel's story. Took around like five hours or so. But anyway, it's great. It looks great. Uh, If you want to play a good Nintendo 64 game, uh, don't play Jet Force Gemini. Play Turok 3. And you can actually buy all of them as a package now. One, two, and three, which is cool. Number four... No, that was number four. Number three, Super Mario RPG. Excellent remake. Um, I really liked what Art Piazza did. I beat that one, too. Um, it, yeah, the new look looks really cool. I like the super moves and the tally for all your action moves and stuff like that. And it had a nice uh, surprise at the end there, which Jeremy kind of alluded to because you beat it, beat it before I did. But uh, it's uh, the credits, which I posted on Twitter, so whatever. Yeah. But I liked that it used the same credits as the Super Nintendo for the beginning. So that was cool. With the marching Luigi and all that stuff. Great game. Uh I beat Culex. He was a he was a putz. Put him down. Um number two, Quake Two. Excellent remaster. Even includes the Nintendo sixty four version. Really, really loved that game. It was cheap too, only ten bucks. And I had to say it just because it's not on my list, but Metroid Prime one, one of my favorite games of all time. They had a remaster that came out in February, and it was fantastic. It's nice to play it with actual dual stick controls now. So now it can be even though Nintendo denied it for years, you can actually call it a first-person shooter. So there you go. That's my top five remasters. There might be some repeats in there in your in your list, but well, I say I didn't I didn't specifically do a top five remasters, but I do have one. Or you can do I an would... honorable mention or something like that. Well, I would do an honorable mention because I agree with all you said, with the ex- with the exception of I don't really know about Quake or anything, but I, I'll take your word for it. Even though I think I might have bought that one. I think, um, I think you bought Quake One. I don't know if you got two. I didn't. But two was done really well. There's even like you can play the like E3 demo in there. Like it's they did they did a lot of cool shit with it. And the full in the full N64 game being on there was I really liked. That was the part the one that the part that I beat of it was that because that's the only Quake I played was Quake Two, the Quake the Quake 64 two. You know, so that's one that I know. The one I want to add is uh, Katamari Reroll Royal Reverie. That was our that we finally got to play. Oh, we love Kat- we Katamari. Love Katamari. Game. Yeah, we finally got to play that yeah. aside from the PlayStation 2 and maybe it came out on PSP or something back in the day or no it probably couldn't have worked on PSP. Maybe it was I don't, on Vita, I don't, think, I don't know. I think it was on Xbox as well. I don't recall We Love Katamari. I was going to say I don't think I don't think the PlayStation 1 was ever re-released as far as I know. I mean until now. So and I've been keeping an eye peeled for that one for years just to see if I could find a good good deal on it at a used game store or something and um, I, I haven't seen it in the wild and online. It was expensive. So I was really happy when they came out with it this year and I played all the way through it. And it, it's just as great as I remember. I think it's better than the first one, but not everyone would agree. That's with your me. opinion. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't played through it. I really wanted to sit down and play it in a day, but there was just too much other shit to do. So I didn't get to it, but I do want to play it and I'm sure it looks great. I played a couple levels. I didn't. I just really like the music and I like the, I really like the, uh, the approach to the gameplay is a little more structured, even though it's just as nonsensical, if that makes any sense. I think that, I think the big thing is the, uh, like the constellations and stuff is less annoying. Like, cause you know, like the other one you have to like, it's like, Oh, it's the constellation is whatever cancer or whatever. It's like, get a giant crab or whichever, you know, like it's, some of them are kind of annoying and this one's like a little bit more fun to do for those sort of thing. I think, you know, that's what I think, but I, I hope, I hope to play through it at some point. I played I played the PS2 version because Jess has it, but I never I never beat it. Never beat it all the way through. It just didn't grab me like the first one did. But I, it's not very long, so 
I hope to get through it someday. Yeah, I'm going to get it at some point. It's still on my list. I almost got it in the last sale. I, I, thought, I thought you had it since you bought a million mm-hmm. things, which we're not going to go through right now. We could do that next week. Yeah, I, next I week. Gonna take I a got a big, up, big update for next week. <laughs> yeah. It's going to take, I know it's going to take like another whatever. But yeah, for, and also I was going to say on my list, anything that's not on my list that you think should be on my list is my honorable mention. So there you go. If it's like, why is that game not on there? Honorable mention. That's what it is. Whatever it is you think that's on your list and not my list, honorable mention. There you go. That's that's how it works for me. But I already gave my top five remaster, so why don't either of you start off with the ten with your ten? Unless you want to honorable mention anything before we before we get to the list. I really don't have any honorable mentions. I thought my list this year was really tight, and I guess I, I realized I didn't get that many new games this year. I bought a bunch of games on discount, as we alluded to. I mean, you did buy but, a lot of games that games. came out this year, though. I know you did because you bought like five in one day, like that one time. I bought a couple, yeah. Yeah, when there when there was that release where there was like a bunch of them all came out at once, and I think you got all of them, which I didn't. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Well, yeah, who wants who wants to I'm start good. with number ten? You Go ahead, Oh, all right, I'll start. My number ten is Vampire Survivors. I thought it was a great game. I didn't play it as much as as you guys, but I did put um, how many hours did I put in that? I, I think at least twenty hours or so. But I thought, you know, I I. I it's it's a game that uh, burned bright, and uh, then I just stopped playing it all of a sudden. Yeah, Vampire Survivors is definitely on my list. I won't say where yet, but it is definitely on there. And yeah, it really it really took hold of me too. Like uh, I was playing it like crazy. I I put I definitely put twenty hours into it. I know because it's on my Switch wrap up. It was like one of the higher ones on there. And uh, yeah, I I couldn't stop playing it. It was incredibly addictive, and I I you know I tried to unlock. I think I unlocked all of the levels, but I didn't get like all of the combinations. Or there was like one thing that I missed, but I got you know I tried to get all the characters and all the levels, and I played a lot of it. And I did like you know where you play to the end and almost on all the levels. I think there's one. There's a weird one at the end that has like a warp thing where you go to another place that I couldn't figure out. But no, I had I had a lot of fun with it for like what it is. Like it, it kind of looks like such a cheap game, but it's not. And this is one that you know Jeremy talked about long you know long time ago. But you know it was a big thing on PC, but. Now it's on the Switch, and it's so cheap. It's $5. It's $5. You get a ton of play for that $5. And there's, like, DLC, oh, too. And there's and they're still adding stuff to it. There's, like, a it, there's like a story mode coming that isn't there yet, but I'm really excited to play that because I thought the game in itself was really fun to play. And it had a nice moment, too. I know a lot of folks played it when it came out on Steam, but when it was released on the consoles, it seemed like everybody was playing it again, and it got even bigger than it was before. Yeah, it was definitely mentioned uh, multiple places, and yeah, you can play it. You can play it handheld. It's, you know, it's not that crazy graphic wise. So it ran ran like a dream on Switch, like super, super smooth. Looks great on the OLED. You know, if you want to play it without the, you know, without the dock and all that, which I did many times actually. I was playing. I was playing it in bed. I remember when it came out. I was playing it in bed and not sleeping, or I would like, you know, watch wrestling and play it while I was sort of watching wrestling. But I was mostly just playing vampires, vampire survivors. But it was fun. Does that one make your list, Jeremy? It absolutely did, but it's somewhere else. Yeah, don't give the number away. We'll, we can give that away later when you get to it. Sure. Is there anything you want to say about it before you give your number 10? I will just say, I I mean, you know, I'm the OG I, on the podcast that was playing this game, and um, so I'm pretty cool. <laughs> it, it was so I played, it, I played it on multiple consoles before it finally came to the Switch, but to be honest, it felt the best on the Switch, and I, I think I even remember saying that. When I played it originally, I was like, I wish I could play this with a controller, which eventually I figured out how to like do that. But uh, it just feels so nice on the Switch. It, it just feels like it belongs there. And it, I mean, for that, for the um, the start and stop gameplay of it, and then 
the ability to just sleep your console whenever. I know you can do that with other consoles too, but the Switch is just especially great. You just click a little button and it goes to sleep. And you can play it with one hand while you're petting your cat. I do remember you saying that. In one I of the did. Episodes. I did forget to mention that. So yeah, I should say that. Um, I reprogrammed the controls to all be on one hand, and I could sit there and pet my cats and play it with one hand and pet the cat with the other hand, and it was really nice. And uh, you know, when I get a power up, I'd reach over, grab a, a drink of my hot chocolate or my beer or whatever, and uh, set it back down, and then keep going. And um, I think I made it further in the Switch version than I made it in the PC version, but there's still more to do, I think. And I haven't played any of the DLC, but I plan on it eventually. It's just a really fun game. Yeah, I figured I'd boot it up whenever the whenever the story stuff gets added to it. And uh, we did find out that the lead developer was involved in making like. Um, video poker mm-hmm. type games or cabinets like that. So gambling really, games, yeah, exactly. It makes a lot of sense why it it hits those spots in the brain that make you want to just keep going and going and going and try to go for like that high score or whatever it is, like survive till the end of the timer, which is cool. I actually like that better than high score because I don't know, it's more stressful, but it's also more like skill based. I think I liked finding all the like ultimate versions of the weapons too like the evolutions and whatever you know like that was kind of its own form of unlocking things which is fun and of course like unlocking characters and finding like the secrets within the levels and all that was really cool so definitely had me hooked for like a week there but congrats to the developers of this game because they made a i'm hoping whoever made it made more money than they did making gambling games you know like <laughs> maybe they're like huh, maybe i'll just make regular games again and not go to vegas like i'm going and get my soul sucked out of me yeah, I don't know if they're getting like a percentage of the money that people lose on it or whatever. If it's like a slot machine, or if I don't know how I, that, I don't know how that works. You probably just get paid to. to create you you it. probably get like a, a, a like a flat fee right for it, and then yeah, and whoever you're just designing. Yeah. It's a software thing because anymore, all those machines are uh, just they load up software on them. I don't think they are you know just a single machine. So in this case, maybe there's like a custom cabinet, but ultimately it's software. I, no, fig- I figured all the money goes to the house that it, that it belongs to or whatever. Wherever yeah, it's at. The house, like the, uh, yeah, whatever. Where, wherever, you, wherever you're gambling at, it goes to the, you know, to the gambling lord. or Which whatever. is interesting to think. The gambling lord. Yeah. I think it's a Spanish game, so I wonder if there are, are some games in Spain that are really fun. There's games everywhere, dude. <laughs> there are games but I mean, if there's the like place. specific gambling machines in Spain that are like more fun than the ones here. That's all I'm saying. Maybe I heard the raid in Spain mainly lanes on the plains, but that's all I know about Spain. Sure. Anyway, moving on to my number 10. (laughs) Did you have anything else to say about Spain? No. uh, I think we said enough about uh, vampire survivors. We could talk about it again whenever we get to our. uh, It's actually Italy, by the way. I'm sorry. uh, I I was wrong. It's an Italian game, not a Spanish game. Mm. Well, what's not an Italian game is my number 10. My number 10 is Dragon Quest Monsters, the Dark Prince. It slipped in there because it, Slipped in at the end of the year. Right? I thought that was a remake. It's not a remake. It's a brand new I game. Know. It's, it's like a sequel, right? It is. Well, I mean, it's like a prequel to Dragon Quest Four, I guess. But that's. But it's not a remake of any of the previous Dragon Quest Monsters games. It's its own game. Uh, Basara or whatever was never the main character in any of the other Dragon Quest Monsters, and it's kind of like Dragon Quest Builders, as I know you've played through. Uh, but similar thing where you're, you know, you're the villain of another game, but you're, but they're the main character and blah, blah, blah. You get cursed to where you can't fight monsters. So you have to, so you have to recruit your own monsters to do your bidding. And that's how it becomes like a monster collecting type thing. 
kind of reminds me a lot of the Shin Megami Tensei games because you can collect monsters and you can synthesize them together to create new monsters and that sort of thing. And that's how you get even bigger ones. And there's all different all different lands that are very unique. There's like a candy land and, and like a like a Halloween looking area. And there's a oh yeah, and, and there's seasons that change as you go. It'll switch from like summer, fall, winter, or whatever. As a timer, you know, instead of like a, so di- different things become uh, available depending on what you're doing. And uh, yeah, it's good if you like if you like the Dragon Quest monsters, uh, I highly recommend it. I could see a lot of them just kind of fitting into like a Halloween land. I immediately see in my head like the the monsters that would fit there. Yeah, the, I mean, there's like yeah, there's the zombie monsters, and there's like the hands, like the hands that come out of the ground, mm-hmm. and there's like the ske- like the witch ghosts. There's the skeleton ones and the ghosts, and I mean, there's there's a bunch of like that type. Of monsters there and and different i guess different ones do show up depending on like what uh season you're in you know so that's another reason to like check out places at different times or whatever it's like different monsters will show up at different times and uh that sort of thing and there's giant monsters that uh that i wasn't able to defeat any of those but there's like super heavy like mega bosses that you can that you find in the world that you have to come back and try to get later and there's like competitions as well where you can fight other people and there's online mode where you can fight other people with monsters as well i didn't really fuck around with that but it's a it's a great number 10 for me uh i hope to play through it more i put like i don't know 15 hours into it or something but it was uh it was a good podcast game just walking around and getting those monsters yeah i don't know i might check it out eventually but those games intimidate me i mean it took i really had my leg pulled to play the last pokemon game which you bought for me yeah (laughs) so that's how i ended up playing it i loved it uh pokemon johansson but i I don't know if i would i'd want to play dragon quest monsters just yet I'll tell you, it runs a lot better than the Pokemon game does, so I'll give it that. <laughs> I believe that. It it looks, yeah, it looks much better than. Uh, it Scar- seems like Scarlet Scarlet and, has uh, the Switch hardware down. Yeah, it's it. I mean, well, it's it's an exclusive too. It's a Switch exclusive, so I mean, they're obviously. Run, yeah. Well, I guess Pokemon was a Switch exclusive I was too, but but I mean, no, it looks much it looks much better than uh, than Scarlet and Violet do. But that's you know, Dragon Quest normally gravitates to whatever the whatever the highest selling system is at the time that's why dragon quest 9 was on nintendo ds you know which was mm-hmm. kind of blew everybody away that it, that it jumped from playstation to nintendo ds but also like you know they're all like J- japan based and you know portable gaming has always been huge in japan and blah 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 and we'll never get dragon quest 10 yeah. here mm, yeah there's still hope that maybe we'll get that one offline one but i yeah i don't think it'll happen anyway that's good for me we can move on to number nine well, I could say my number 10 if you want. Oh, I thought you did. Oh, I did. Did we skip you? Oh, I'm sorry. I, it's okay. I, yeah, no, we, we just, you talked about um, Vampire Survivors and I totally skipped you and did uh, Dragon Quest Monsters. Sorry. What's your number 10? <laughs> so I, I'm going to make an exception for this one game and, and you know, because I was doing a lot of digging around. And as the, the listeners know, I got a PS5 this year. So I've been playing a lot of back catalog stuff through the PS Plus stuff that I wanted to play on the Switch that for whatever reason I hadn't gotten around to purchasing or whatever. And I've just had a lot of these ga- these indie games especially available to me that I've been able to actually play. So even though I played them on a different console, they're still on the Switch. They still run Switch. So I've been making sure to include that um, in my consideration for all this. But in this case in particular, I just have to say, you could have only gotten this on the Switch. Yes, it's remakes or whatever. But it's the, ga- the, the original Game Boy virtual console on the Switch. Like that was amazing and i was so happy it finally happened that we got that and in particular that we got the oracle of ages and oracle of seasons games like so cool that we can get those on the switch now and i mean we do we have them it's included with our switch online but i just have to say like that was such a lovely little 
you know, in the sixth year of the Switch or the seventh year of the Switch, we finally got Game Boy now. Yeah, now we are. Well, coming up on it in March, right? We finally got the original portable, well, not counting Game and Watch, but we we got the original portable Nintendo games on the current gen portable that is also the console. The portable that mattered. Yeah. I I keep forgetting that the Game Boy Boy Advance thing happened this year. Like, for some reason, I thought it was that last year, but I guess that was in February. It's a long time ago. It was part of the February Direct with with, uh, Metroid Prime Remastered. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was like, I keep thinking that it was a different, that it was like last year, which was 64. So, yeah, I am also including Game Boy Advance. I guess I should have said that, but. Oh, whatever. It's fine. Between those two systems, just the Game Boy is amazing. And, uh, I mean, obviously pretty safe to say that we're done with exclusively portable nintendo systems unless they're variations on the like whatever the model is like the switch Lite. but uh i still think that the original game boy games hold up and they really kind of show the dna of what makes something fun to play on the go and how that a lot of that still stands true today because there's a lot of games on the switch that i even though you can play them portable I, i would rather not but all those original game boy games hell yeah I mean, that's what they were meant to be played like. I finally got to uh, beat Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga on there. So yeah. I thank him for that. That was always like a thorn in my side for years. I played through a lot of games on the Switch, uh, or on the Game Boy Advance in particular this year, just because of the safe states. So I played yeah. all the way through like uh, uh, Fusion again. And what else did I play? I, I mean, I got all the way through like Mario Advance. Minish Cap. Yeah, Minish Cap. I finally beat Minish Cap. I'd never beaten that before, so it was just really nice to finally have all that stuff and like not have to buy it a la carte. I mean, that was nice to have that as an option, but just to have it all, it's just nice. The, the Switch is just like this like little galaxy, this little microcosm of all gaming that I can just take anywhere with me, which I'm going to. I'm going to take it with me to Las Vegas. Take it to Vegas with you, but don't bet it on black or red or whatever you're playing. Don't bet it on anything. Oh, it will not be a wager. <laughs> it's worth far more than most things I own because of the save files. Yeah. Well, and the games that are on there. Yeah, but I mean, those are part of my Nintendo account. Whereas my save files, not so much. Well, they should be a part of your Nintendo account, too. Through well, Nintendo some Switch, are. Nintendo Switch Online. Whoever does the cloud, not all games have cloud. Yeah, pretty much everything, except for like Pokemon and Splatoon, from what I, from what I heard. But yeah, just, just to say, like, that's something I, I just like. It's kind of hilarious that, you know, we finally got it this year, but. It also just proves like Nintendo's just doing what they always do, always do, where they're eking out like the last of what they got, and they're in their final year. Well, we're finally getting to the Game Boy games. Maybe we'll get a Game and Watch Nintendo Switch Online. I mean, I, I, I mean, there's already, I mean, there's already a Game Boy Game and Watch on there. I mean, that's I all. So. You, that's all you need. I mean, Game Boy Watch games are about are fun for about ten minutes before you. you know, but yeah, before you get. I, I don't even know if I'd give them ten minutes, but. <laughs> I, played, I do remember playing those kind of games for a lot longer when I was a kid because that's all I had. Yeah. I mean, I played, like, I had one of the Game Boy ones where they re released the Game and Watch, and it's just like anything. You know, you try to break the score, and if you get in the zone for a while, it's fun, but however long.
number nine, John. Back to John. Number nine. My number nine is also number one and number two. It's give me toilet paper. Oh, okay. yes, it's the only ah, game. I forgot about that. Game. You can actually use toilet paper, real toilet paper, in the game. Totally forgot about that game. I never did. I thought it was great. I thought it was just so clever. Yes, I only played it for like a day or two, and then I also played it every time, or often, I should say, whenever my nephew was playing. He loved it. He was always like, where's the toilet paper game? Let's play the toilet paper game. What, what Just a, like a fun and clever concept. So inventive um, from a, a developer named Takahiro uh, Miyazawa. I looked into him, and it looks like he's got a, couple, a handful of games. He's he, he seems to be in his 30s or so, and... and uh, just an independent developer type guy. I thought he made a game that's that stood well among all the other creative Nintendo branded games. Like this could be a Nintendo branded game. It just seems like something so creative and out there. Uh, that could have been say on like unlike the unlike the Wii uh, uh, eShop back in the day. You know, I could see this on that stick your Wii mode in there and just be like, you know, rolling your Wii mode around or something. It just felt like a Nintendo branded game made by this uh, this random indie developer and i thought it was not only a, a a good concept and an interesting concept but one that was pretty well executed too it actually plays pretty well surprisingly you can adjust the controls to your liking if you don't want to roll your toilet paper all over the place you can just roll it a little bit here and there and that there was like interesting challenges added like the game once it presented its initial you know you'd say novel jokey concept it actually like expanded upon it from level to level and did interesting things with it so i highly recommend everybody check out this game it's only five bucks and uh yeah well worth it that's my number nine give me toilet paper he's probably not a. he's probably not the same guy that made the toilet the toilet racer there's also a racing game on there where you race on your toilet on switch which i saw that came out like not that much longer after that but that'd be funny if you did both of them that one's more. He only makes toilet games. I think. Well, yeah, there was another toilet game where, like, you're, where it's like a toilet racer, and I was like, hmm. But yeah, no, I forgot about the toilet paper one. Cost five dollars and a roll of toilet paper. Don't forget, you need your own something to roll it around in. And you just stick a Joy-Con in it and then play it. Yep, roll that around. Okay, am I on number nine or are you on number nine? I mean, you go number nine. I'll do. All right. We can keep the order going. My number nine. My number nine is. Also number two, and that's uh, Octopath Traveler 2 is my number nine. It, that one also snuck in there at the bottom because I, I did get to spend, I, I put like I put like 15 hours into it over Christmas break, and it was a good, uh, it was a real good uh, at grandma's house need to play something to not go insane game. But uh, aside from that, it, it's good. You know, I, I really like it a lot. The, the stories are really good. The characters are really good. I definitely want to play more of it. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Throne A and uh, Temenos and... Ochta. I know people call her Ochet, but if you play it in Japanese, it's pronounced Ochta. But uh, no, it's uh, I've been playing it in Japanese, and it's a beautiful game. The stories are really good. They've done they did a lot to uh, try to make it like where the characters talk to each other more. Like now, when you find somebody, there will be a little bit of banter in between. There was also there's also kind of like a, it, it reminds me of Tales of Symphonia. It has the thing where like you know where like the talking heads kind of talk to each other like in between scenes. Like they do that too with some of the characters. And also, I didn't get to one yet, but I'm really excited to do it. Um, there's like a dual. There's dual missions. There's like chapters that involve like two of the of the eight characters where they go on a mission together, and they'll like talk back and forth through the whole thing. So they did. They really tried to, uh, 
you know, to make it so it's not just like you and a bunch of other people just running together, but there's only one person's story. But I found the stories really, really interesting. Uh, there's more, uh, there's more path actions now. Now you have one for night and one for day where you can do different things. And like it, and, and it seems like it matters more than it did before. And I found myself like just more interested in, in the way the story was going and where the characters were and like, and all that sort of thing where the first one kind of, kind of bored me fairly quickly. And, and also you can speed up the battles now too, which is big, which was a big thing. Cause I thought the battles were slow as fuck in the first one, but you can do, you can, you can speed them up. Uh, you can still do, you know, you can still do the same thing where you do like the, basically their version of the bravely default and all that, where you like, you know, do like attack like more than once and it'll give you, it'll give you higher damage and all that. But it's very cool. It's on sale a lot. I don't know. I don't know if you want to throw yourself into another like hundred hour RPG, Jeremy. I was kind of afraid to play it myself because I knew it was so big. But but once I got once I started playing, it really got a hook. It really got its hooks into me. And that that two that two D HD still looks real good. I mean, you know, they were like the ones who like started it or whatever with Octopath Traveler one. But I think it looks even better with two. Like it really looks nice. You know that whole that whole art style and all that. And it's a shame it got snubbed at the uh, at the Game Awards. But what do they know? They don't know anything. That's what they know. They don't know anything about RPGs. That's for sure. I kind of feel like this is right in the camp of Bravely, Bravely Default 2, which a lot of people said was like amazing as well. That was on yeah, my top 10 as well. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I put that yeah. one higher, but I played that one all the way through. Well, and not I all the way through. Both that I, got, I got to the first Breath credits. Two. There's actually two credits. But I, I, I made it to the first ending, which isn't really the ending of, Breath, of, of Bravely Default. But no, I, I mean, they're both... I mean, I'm in camp for all those games. I mean, I like Bravely Default 2 so much that I thought about maybe giving one another chance, but not until I get through 2, you know? Yeah. But that's actually on the 3DS, right? That's not a... Oh, wait. Oh, did I say Bravely Default? I meant... I meant you the, didn't I, say Bravely I, Default. I, I meant Octopath. Oh, okay. I, I was saying I liked Octopath 1 so much that I would... Or 2 so much that I would give 1 a chance again. But Bravely Default, I did play 1 when it came out on 3DS. I didn't beat it, but I played a good amount of it. But 2 was just... I don't know. It was just easier to play it on Switch than it was on 3DS because I could play it on the TV, and I streamed it too. So you know, I streamed the ending on onto Twitches. But yeah, Octopath Traveler too, really cool game. And I, yeah, that's I like how it's a little bit like newer too. You know, like there's so many, and I mentioned this when you got a uh, when you got Live Alive. Like there's so many there's so many uh, RPGs that take place in like medieval times and like blah blah blah. I like it. I like it when they do stuff that's a little bit newer. You know, like Live Alive has like a Western RPG part or like a wrestling RPG part. Like I like that because not because you know they don't do that. It's not just like oh it always has to be like medieval times and knights and swords or dragons or whatever. But even so, like even like futuristic and like I don't know. There's like time periods are a thing, but like I I do like the idea of like a wrestling or a, yeah like a just like change the mechanics somewhat for yeah. this character. They're silly or they're just like their life is different. So they approach things different. And they do, they have a character that's basically looks like Dick Tracy that has like a big like trench coat and like a yellow hat and all that, you know, like where it's kind of like, it's gone a little bit further in time, you know, than, than like the one in the last game. And I kind of like that where it's a little bit newer, you know, or you have like guns and stuff instead of just like swords or whatever. I always think it's kind of noir. I always think like guns like mixed into turn-based combat. I don't know what it is. I think it's cool. Like that whole, like I said, the whole Western thing on live alive. I loved it where you just moved around and just shot people. And I don't know, just be uh, something that's normally like, uh, like has to do with like action games. And, and when it's put into like more of like a slower turn-based thing, I just think that's cool. You know, like, you know, for me, because you're not used to seeing, you know, when you see like guns and stuff, you think it's going to be like a twitch shooter or like a top-down thing or whatever. I like when it's like more strategy shooting stuff, whatever. But anyway, Octopath Traveler 2, play that game. It's on sale a lot. I got it for like 30 bucks. 
on Switch. It looks great on Switch too. Um, it's uh, yeah, I love seeing all the characters run around together and all that. Even though they don't, they, you know, they don't talk all the time, but they talk more now, at least, <laughs> and the, and they're interesting. It's more just about them interacting with each other and their stories somehow. Yeah, like not just being completely isolated from one another. Yeah. There's one, was it Temenos can do the break move where you like go into somebody's mind and have to, you basically have to, you know, figure out what they're weak against and break them in order to like see into their thoughts. Like that was, that was a cool thing. Like I really like that part. Like I said, the path actions were really neat in the game. I often go into break move when I'm on the dance floor, but that's something else. You, you break into people's heads and break them. <laughs> nice. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. For my number. I, I appreciate, I appreciate that game for bringing it about the HD 2D style. I don't, I don't like the RPGs so much, although I'm warming up to them. But I do appreciate the look of, of Octopath Traveler 2 and its predecessor. What was that one? Oh, Octopath Traveler 1. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, though, when it's on sale or if it shows up on PlayStation Plus or whatever. Play it. But play it on, well, let's say play it on Switch. It's, it runs great on Switch. Unless mm-hmm. it's free on PlayStation, then play it there, I guess. Fair enough. Well, speaking of a game that is cross-generational, um, my number nine is a game that Trey bought me. I haven't had a lot of chance to play it, but what I've played, I loved. And also, I got a chance to experience the real-life counterpart this year, so that makes it special to me. You can't, I think you guys know where I'm going. AEW Fight Forever. There it is. That one might be on my list. All right. Um, Maybe. I, just, I, I liked the uh, Stadium Stampede that I played, but I also just kind of like that there's a video game that has all these quirky folks that I saw in real life. You know, it is, It's not that often you get to go somewhere and see something and then there's a whole video game based on it that you get to play later i mean i was waiting for years for that because because uh i think as of right now is the fifth anniversary of aw like as of this year of 2024 so there you go you said we only missed only mentioned fives but yeah they made it to five yeah pretty good to be in in year five and have a video game yeah, and one of this quality finally, too. finally and i do have to say you know john john made an appearance at, at our house here and we did get to play like in like in room uh, local couch multiplayer of, of AW, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. So we played with uh, Jess's brother, and uh, John and I played with Jason, uh, Jess's brother, and uh, with Jason there, or we played online. No, no, we played in the same, same person. Room. We didn't play online. We were playing local, wow. three player local, and uh, yeah, it was fun. Well, because you know, I told Jason that there was this N- this game that was like the N64 wrestling games, and he was like, what? And yeah, he figured it out pretty quickly. Like he had the first time he had ever played it, you know, and, and we played like the Casino Battle Royale, which is a favorite that we do on the stream, you know, whenever we play it. But yeah, AEW, obviously, Fight Forever was a big game for me because is I met... Casino Battle Royale different than the uh, Stadium Stampede? Yeah, Casino Battle Royale is basically where you pick a team of people and you just and you like throw them over the rope. There was a, there was a version like this in the '64 game. So you know, battle royale is where you put all the guys in the ring at once, and you just right. have to throw them over the rope to, to get them knocked out. Uh-huh. In, in the live thing, they normally do like a twenty person, you know, thirty person, whatever battle royale. But this one is like four people, but you basically choo- choose a team of like five or six or whatever, and it's just trying to like it's kind. And you could say it's even kind of like Smash Brothers. You know, it's like your stock, and once you get down to all of to to all of, you know, once you get through all of them, you're out. You know, but it's just it's just a longer, you know, it, it, it takes longer to play it. And it's a fun online one that we do. But we played we played that one, the Conceit of Battle Royale. And yeah, just you may you choose your characters and you'll just go through them until you run out of characters. And uh, John won. I was it, I, you had an extra guy in there that I didn't know about. So I, that's that's what happened there. 
But it's kind of like the way, kind of the, way, kind of the way Smash Brothers works, right? Where you think you got it, and then another one comes out, and you're like, oh, damn it, there's another one back there. <laughs> so I did, but I was already kind of worried. Oh, yeah, I just down. did one more. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. That, that's, that's what I meant. Like, you had, you know, it's, you can't really tell. It doesn't really tell you how many how many you have left, but. Yeah. But it's fun. I, we, we've had a ton of fun with the Casino Battle Royale and all that, but yeah, it's uh and also, you know, th- there was the Discord, and I met like Shake and Joe, and and uh, I was gonna say like I Logan would say and a bunch of other people from it. You know, I love so. this game just for getting to meet Shake and Joe. Like they're super cool dudes that are fun to talk to on the podcast. And I haven't yeah. had a chance to play online with them, but I imagine they're you fun. Gotta to join, play. You gotta join. You gotta join WrestleChat on Monday well. nights at eleven. Eleven thirty. That's what we've been calling it, Wrestle Chat, where we talk we talk talk about wrestling and play wrestling games. Only I didn't have to work early, early Tuesday. We don't go that. Well, another podcast coming on. I'll say we don't we don't go that we don't go that late. I like this one because I don't have to edit it. I just put it up as is. <laughs> you know, yep. <laughs> it's much quicker. But uh, no, I I mean yeah, we only play we'll only play till like one one or so. You know, we don't go that late, but it's fun. Uh, we play. We'll have to check it. We out. obviously just. You know, there was just a pay per view, so we just did our own little spoiler cast thing about about the world's end on Monday. You can find that on YouTube, of course. Overall, AEW, I'm like I'm impressed with the game, just because I think they clearly they reached far and wide. I think they reached even beyond their their means and uh, made a better game than anyone expected. Yes, there's bugs and all that, and, and yeah, it didn't all quite hit, but but. The, the vision for what the game will be someday is there. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they, they, they keep iterating on it and, uh, and improving it. I, I think they have been. Yeah. Well, the, um, what was it? Uh, I mean, speaking of world's end, like the last uh, pay-per-view right at the end, they do their media scrum as they call it, you know, where Tony Khan comes out and talks to everybody and they bring out the wrestlers, you know, like the ones who are like the big, the big spots of the, of the, of the pay-per-view or whatever. But somebody did ask him about the game and he said that, yeah, they're, they're planning on continuing to support the game at least for the next few years, you know? So Tony Khan himself, the owner of AEW said that AEW fight forever will indeed fight forever. So he didn't, he said that there was, there was not any plans to bring in a different game and they already have season two out now. Now it's out for switch where you can play as the claimed, which was really a little too much money as them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can. I mean, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm not saying what they're doing is right with the DLC. It is a little. People are pretty pissed about season one not being as long as it should have been, and now there's another twenty-five dollar season two, which only has three characters and a and a single player mode or whatever. But all I'll say is, you know, Mortal Kombat charges like fifteen dollars per character on their games. Like Street Fighter does that too. It's just, I mean, it, it takes a lot to create a character for a fighting game, and this is pretty much a fighting game. That's all I will say about that. But I do wish their seasons had more to them. But if you buy it now, it's like on sale, and you pretty much get season one for free if you buy it online. Which I didn't accidentally bought the physical version for Jeremy, so you don't have any of the DLC stuff. But you know, as as, as, as they add more stuff to it, they're obviously going to update it to where, like, whenever they get to season three, I'm sure they're going to be a version you can buy that has one and two on it, and it's not extra or whatever, and. That's how they'll continue it on. Or the yeah. season pass will go on sale or something. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Well, I mean, right now they have like, like I said, right now digitally you can buy the you can buy it with season pass one for the same price as it would be without it. You could buy it for sixty bucks with season pass included and all that. So, you know, there's that. sadly it's the one way game companies fleece their fans. It's like it's just like they release none. Yeah, we've we've talked about it on the show, but but still, I mean, we're happy it came out, and I'm not like trying to trying to talk shit about it because i just put it on my game of the year list i think yeah <laughs> i think had i not gone and seen the wrestling 
live, maybe I wouldn't have felt as cool about it. But it was just really fun to like when I played it over at your house and got to got to smash around a little bit, you know. And it seems like fun. And I, if the world weren't so busy for me right now, I'd play more of it. The single player is a lot of fun too. I mean, I think that's, I think that's something that people don't talk about enough because the the single player career mode I thought was really neat because you actually get to put yourself in the shoes of a professional wrestler and you, you know, you do like your weekly shows and you get to do like the, the YouTube shows, which existed then, but don't exist anymore. But you know, they, they, they kind of tried to make you feel like you were actually trying to build your way up and you can make your own character if you want to. You know, and, and you get to fight CM Punk or like, you know, you'll be working out and Tony Khan will call you and be like, hey, we want you to be on AEW. And then you get to fly from like city to city to city and you get to go to different restaurants and like and or you go to like press events and meet the fans and that like raises your spirit or like you work out and you lose and you, you lose some of your, uh, you know, some of your energy. But then you go eat and you get it back. And there's this all kind of like cool, like, uh, um, you know, sort of like a management thing with that, which I thought was really a strategy cool. to it. Yeah, 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 it's 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 all very it's all very simple. You're not you know you're not wandering around in giant 3D environments and all this stuff or whatever. No, it's on a static screen, and you're just getting kind of the stats thrown at you. But you you can manipulate the stats and use them to your advantage. If you there's a strategy there. If you like, um, if you eat before you work out, you'll have a better workout and that kind of thing. Yeah, stuff like that. And well, and also, I mean, there is like RPG aspects to it too. Like you're saying, like you can build up your stats like through working out and stuff like that. And and you and you unlock different moves, and you know you you unlock very various moves as a creator wrestler. If you're playing as a regular wrestler, you don't get any of that. But if you made your own character, you can do a lot of cool shit, and you can add a bunch of shit to your character and make yourself overpowered, as we would say, if you're playing online. <laughs> you know, that's why we outlaw creator wrestlers that have been through the, the single the single player but it, it i mean I had, a, I had a ton of fun with it like i thought the story mode was really cool like yeah. like i said like and they and they highlight specific real restaurants that are in every like town or whatever you know and like i went to chicago and they talked about like deep dish pizzas and chicago style hot dogs and stuff like that and you know it's it's cool and i like doing the press events yeah. and and you can find like these hidden snapshots where you'll run into another wrestler there and they'll do a pose with you and and then you can have a picture of you like posing next to kenny omega or like brian cage or or sting like i had a picture of me like working out with sting because because it, it was like because i was the second time around it was like who would you want to be your be your tag team member if you could ask for anybody and i was like well sting let's bring let's bring sting on mm-hmm. so yeah so there's like a whole cut scene of me and sting like lifting weights together in the in the gym and all that it, it's fun you know like i said if you know the characters it's pretty much like i said it's very much like a fighting game like all the characters have their own personalities they all have very unique finishing moves that really do a great job uh you know bringing the stuff that you see on the tv into the actual video game world especially like the new acclaimed stuff are really good like uh you can do a move with Max Caster where you like hump his arm like after you flip him or whatever. Like there's all this, and you can do the scissor move, you know, like where you jump and like uh, they do all the scissoring and all that stuff. It's it's fun. The the, the acclaim stuff is really fun. A uh, friend of the show, Shake, put a video up of it on Wagglefest if you want to see all the new acclaim moves on there. The last thing that I want to say about the game is that you know there's a contingent of people out there our age, gamers out there who are not necessarily wrestling fans or maybe not wrestling fans, but they are fans of the n64 wrestling games and this game speaks to those people yeah I, i'm someone who you know I, I was i was never that into wrestling i'd say i'm more into it than in the last year than i ever been than i've ever been thanks to trey thanks to this game and thanks to my buddy rich who who uh who does wrestling here in detroit and i've been going to see a bunch of his shows but this this game it like 
it's, it, it sparks the same synapses in my brain that the old N64 games did. It just like fits like a glove right in there. It feels so much like those games, but like the best version of those games. If you enjoyed those games, as we've said time and again on, on this show, you will enjoy AEW Fight Forever and you should totally go get it. It's a great game. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, if you've played those, like you're saying, if you played the 64 games, you'll feel, you'll definitely feel right at home. Like when you boot this one up, you'll be like, oh, okay. Cause it's just the same, like soft, soft grapple, hard grapple, like reversal system that you would have seen in, uh, in the 64 games. Like fully agree with what you just said for sure. It's, uh, yeah, the, the online may be a little wonky, but they say they're working on it. <laughs> so like I said, watch our stream. We, we have all sorts of weird shit. Like on Monday, there was a, uh, one of the, one of the one of the wrestlers like like jumped out of the ring and then just kept walking back like the ring was forever and was like walking on nothing and then walked all the way back past like the door or the like tunnel where they come in and then the camera just kept like moving and moving and moving and moving and moving and moving towards like the front to where they exit and it just got closer and closer and closer <laughs> and you couldn't see anybody and then it just disconnected us all it was brilliant it was it was art it was art it was it was a beautiful moment yeah, we've seen, or we had one where, uh, where we couldn't like, uh, where we pinned one person and it went to three, but it didn't end. But then the, but then the ref wouldn't tap after that. Like Aubrey was just like had the hand up, but wouldn't tap for the pins anymore. So we had to do a submission. So it's it's all sorts of stupid glitches that you run into and they're online, but it's fun. It's fun. I mean, whatever. It's fun for us to do it. But like I said, the single player is solid, and the and the representation of the wrestlers are solid too. I'll defend it forever. I know a lot of people like to talk shit on it, but whatever. Back to me for number eight. Okay, yeah. My number eight is Sonic Superstars. Hey. Thank you, Trey. There you go. Yeah, I've been enjoying this game so far. I've played probably, I would say probably about three hours of it, so I'm not really that deep into it. But it, it, what I can say is that it absolutely feels like a classic Sonic game. It, the control is spot on to what those games used to be, the sort of loose Sonic physics and um, it just feels like they, like those old games again, um, right down to the, even the look of it, which, of course, they went for the, the classic look. Did you have anything? Uh, th- this one is on my list, too, obviously. Actually, pretty close to where yours is. <laughs> no spoilers, but it, it's it, it's around this area. Yeah, Sonic Superstars was a great game. Uh, this one really, you know, I don't know what it was. I just, uh, you know, as Jeremy or you've said, you know, maybe I am a Sonic fan. I love Frontiers. Frontiers is a great game. Uh, but no, I mean, it just, I like the way it looked. I, I watched some streams of it before it came out. It really gave me, it really made me, it, it, it gave me the feeling of like the, the Donkey Kong Country Returns games on Wii, which I loved so much, like Donkey Kong Country's Returns and uh, Tropical Freeze, which basically took like Donkey Kong Country, which are like some of my favorite games, and took the pixel 
and brought it into this beautiful 3D aspect where you can go in, in in the background and in the foreground and all that. And Sonic Superstars does that. And it has it does some really yeah, cool stuff. It's got some really good ideas. Uh, it has some really, really fun bosses. Like there's like one of my favorite bosses in the whole thing is the one where you're like with the wind, where like you have to fall down and go up and hit the guy and the wind like blows you up. It's like one of the might oh, be like yeah. the third level set, but I, I like really like that a lot. Or you get to later where you go inside of a video game and you even become like a little pixelated mouse and you kind of do this like cat and mouse sort of thing where you're going up, up and Is around. Is it Choo Choo Rocket? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. Because really that's what played. the Dreamcast game was. It was sort of like a... I'm a, sure it's... A, I, I was like, when I was playing... Mouse, uh, yeah, when I was playing this, game. I was like, this has to be a reference to Choo Choo Rocket. I'd be surprised if it yeah. isn't. But I never really played those games, so I don't know. But yeah, there's a part where you turn into a mouse and you and there's like these connected uh, pipes where you have to kind of move around and you're getting chased by these like uh, these whatever cat type characters. But no, I was I was really I was really impressed with it. It runs great on it runs great on Switch too. It's a it's 60 frames per second. Like it's a it's solid. Like, you know, there's not a, there's really like no loading. It kind of just goes from level to level to level. You know, and I like that too, where it's just like all right, you got to the end of this level. And it's like it kind of like takes a second, does a little screen wipe, and then you're at the beginning of the next level, and you just keep running and running and running. Like if you wanted to, you could play through the whole thing, which I did. I beat it in around like 20 hours or something like that. But then you unlock a, there's a there's a secret character that you get, and there's a whole other version of that. And there's also an online mode, which we haven't tried out, but I, I know Joe got it for for Chris or bought it for his kid for Christmas. So we were thinking about doing a, you know, I was like, hey, we should do a, you know, we should do like a wrestle chat. Uh, Sonic Superstars uh, multiplayer thing and just try it out, see how it goes. So, oh, and not to mention the uh, my favorite part is the uh, bonus levels. Like, I absolutely love the bonus levels. So They're much. fun. I, I like the one where you swing around and you have to swing yourself Tarzan style into the into the background if you're, you're chasing after the gems. Yeah, the swing around one is how you get the gems. Where the gems give you like new abilities now, but you don't necessarily have to use them. But there were times where I was at the end of a boss and I was almost dead. And I would use like the the minions thing where I brought all the Sonics in to help me defeat him, and mm. and and also like the Donkey Kong Country Returns games, uh, there's no checkpoints in the bosses, so you got to play through the boss the whole way, which I also like, you know. So it gives you, and they're kind of long, like especially towards the end, there's some pretty long bosses. There's even ones that have like fake endings where they come back, and then you got to do another whole different version of the boss where it's like, oh no, this is the final form. And I, you know, mm. I had a blast with it. And like, there was stuff in this that I saw before Mario Wonder even, you know, where like Sonic, yeah. where Sonic's floating through the air and the lightning, like that was something in Wonder 2, which wasn't as exciting because I was like, I already saw that in Sonic Superstars. It, it was just, you know, I don't know, for me who, you know, had not, pl- you know, I've played Sonic games, but I just felt like it was doing, it was going in the right direction for Sonic, for 2D Sonic games. And I really liked what they were doing. And I thought they had some really, really cool shit. There's like a level where you're, where you're like running through loop to loops and everything's kind of like collapsing behind you and you have to keep going like at a certain speed and all that. And I don't know, I felt like it really represented what, what Sonic should be, what, what 2D Sonic games should be. And I agree. And I liked, I liked Sonic Mania. But my big gripe with that one was that it, it just felt like, I got lost in the levels, and there's one level that I've been stuck on. Every time I go back to play it, I, I just can't get through it. I don't know. You just there's too much zipping back and forth, in in Sonic Mania. I think they streamlined that with this game. You're mostly moving forward. There's a little bit of back and forth, but not to the point where you're getting lost in this like giant twisting roller coaster of a level. It's it's all very streamlined and well thought out. My one major gripe that I have with the game, which could be corrected any time with, with uh, a patch, is that it, it is not 100% uh, compatible with the Genesis controller. Yeah. 
And it's because of those the special moves. Now they could correct this simply by letting you use the mode button. They forgot about the mode button. They don't. They don't use it. You know, it, it's it's not made for this controller. But with with a simple press of the mode button, if you hold it, you could then bring up that scroll wheel to select your your special moves. That's the problem right now. Is there's no way to special to select those special moves, and sometimes you absolutely need them, especially when you're when you're get you get to the training screens. You have to use the special moves in order to progress. Oh yeah, and so but only but only one but only one time, and then you don't have to do it after that. So that, that's a simple fix that they could do anytime and should do because they apparently forgot they have an actual Genesis controller on the Switch for this retro Sonic game. Yeah, uh, send send a send something to Video Game Apocalypse. I know I know one of the hosts there works for Sega and worked on this game. See if we can get it rolling on that because <laughs> he talks about it uh, multiple times. Another That's true. Th- they did mention us on the show. Yeah, they did. Well, because I, you know, cuz I used wrestlers as a Legend of Zelda characters and I know they all love wrestling, so I figured that was a that was a good. I know I know Chris Antista loves it. But uh yeah, um Another thing that I thought was really, really cool, I don't know how much you've uh, dabbled with the other characters, but all the characters, they all control completely differently, and it's and it's it's cool, like, you know, like, where Amy has, like, double jump, and, and Knuckles has, like, the glide, and uh, and uh, Tails has, like, the, the, the propeller, like, floaty up thing, and it, it kind of changes the levels depending on what you want to do with it. You know, if you want to play it, like, straight up, just do Sonic, but if you want to do it differently, everybody controls differently. And then later, when you get the robot character, it has like this, um, has like this, like spiky roll thing where you can like roll up walls with it, which is really cool. Like after you beat the game, cool. you get this extra character that does that. So I, I really liked that, like how differently everybody controlled. And also, they have specific levels that are based around their abilities. Oh yeah, there, there's like the one where Amy has the hammer too that you can hit stuff with. But they would do like they would make levels like based around knuckles, around Amy, or around tails, or whatever. And those are really fun to do too. Those are like bonus levels that you could find that you could do all that sort of thing with. And and aside from the uh, aside from the uh, the Tarzan, the whatever uh, swinging around level, my favorite one was the one where it, it was in the original Sonic game, where it kind of you know where it tilts, where you're like moving around on a flat plane. And then you uh, get to one part, and then you go deeper into it, and deeper into it, and then you get the get the coin at the end. Like I thought that was, I never really cared for those levels in the original Sonic game, mm. but it has actually made it interesting to me. And it felt like I was looking into like a tilting puzzle box that I was trying to figure yeah. out like where to go. And I played through all of them. Like I don't even use those coins, those, those medals. You only use them to make your character, however, online. But I just did it just because I love those bonus levels so much that I just would play through them yeah. all. Like I agree. It, I like the bonus yeah. levels in in the original games. Those were always I, I, I think I think the maybe the control wasn't quite as good. They always were. They always felt a little bit more like like chancy, like you know the, the roll chancy. of the dice or something. Um, but then these, I think they've. I can't tell you exactly what they did, but I feel like they've they fixed the controls for those levels. Made it made it a little bit more so you're not just getting thrown around and you know, tossed out the hole at the bottom or whatever, but you actually have a chance at getting through to the to the center so i really do like those levels too yeah i thought they i don't know i i thought they did great like two two big sonic games in a row like frontiers and superstars i thought were both excellent games so i'm you know i'm a sonic fan now i'm always kind of like i said i've always been a sonic fan it was that it was i always looking i was you know the grass is always greener i was always like <laughs> wanting to know about the sonic games but well it's also because that first game had such a killer soundtrack which i think uh, uh was it koshiro uh worked on some of it or did some of those songs use the, the guy the guy who did the um streets of rage soundtrack oh yeah but uh i know he did a couple sonic songs for one of them 
but yeah, if we can, that's your number eight, right? That's fine. Okay. I'm doing my number eight. My number eight is a little game that, that I uh, talked about a lot when it came out and I still haven't forgot it. And you'll never forget it either because number eight is Rhythm Sprout, the best rhythm game on Switch that I bought this year for sure. Actually, probably totally forgot remember. about the game. I didn't. It's lived in my mind for so long. Rhythm Sprout is such a damn good game. I was actually playing it last night uh, to record stuff for the uh, for the video, for the YouTube video version of this, which who knows when that'll come up. But uh, anyway, I was recording I was recording stuff for, for that because it's going to be number eight, and I was just kind of going from level to level. And the game is just incredibly charming. You, you, you play this little onion sprout, and uh, you go through this story, and it's supposed to be, yeah, it's, it's like a similar thing where where the princess has been kidnapped or has disappeared or whatever. And as you go through the story, each story is different is each song for the game. And, you know, it, it kind of, it, it feels like guitar hero where it has the things coming down and you have to press, you either press left or a, you know, to walk left or right on your character. So you won't move unless you're hitting the, the, unless you're hitting the beats, which I thought was really cool because actually doing the rhythm means something. So you have to go from point A to point B. So you go left, right, left, right. And also there will be people that will attack you and you hit L or, L or R to dodge. That well, They will shoot stuff at you and you can die. You actually have like a health meter and you will have to like fight people that will run into you. So it kind of has random battles sort of <laughs> kind of within these, uh, within these musical levels. I was just incredibly impressed by it. And uh, it blew me away at the time. And it's always been it's always been the number eight on my list. I was like, Rhythm Sprout, number eight. You know, when you get that one indie game that's just like, you're like, it's got to be in my top ten. And you never stop thinking about it. And I actually started, like I said, I was playing it last night to record stuff. And I actually made it through like three levels that I'd been stuck on for whatever long. So I only have a couple left. So I was like, damn it, I need to beat it. <laughs> but I had to, I had to do a ton of other shit today. So I was going to try to beat it before the show, but. Stuff happened, and I had to put a bunch of shit together. But, uh, but, um, but yeah, it was uh, I was gonna try to beat it. But I have a couple left, and there's a prequel that you can unlock, and you can, uh, you know, and you you unlock stars like depending on how well you do on the uh, on the combos and and on the on your like score and all that, and you can unlock more things depending on what you what you unlock. But it's 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 very quirky, it's very charming, and everything goes like the way that you don't think. It's like. You know, it's like, oh well, you know, rescue the princess. And it's like, well, the princess isn't really isn't really kidnapped. Like maybe she just left, or nobody really knows where she is, or maybe she's the actual villain. Like who knows? Or maybe the rhythm sprout's the villain. I don't know. I haven't beat it yet, but it just kind of goes in different ways. And I thought it was really, I thought the dialogue was really, really funny, and the characters were really funny. And of course, they're all like vegetables. Like you run into like a gang of mushrooms, or I was fighting Count Orel. He's like a big, he's a big mushroom guy. And there's a whole level where the song that you're dancing to is him laughing at you. So like whenever you walk, it's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's just done really, really well. Like the way they do it, it just, it blew me away. Like I said, um, there's not, I mean, there's no rhythm heaven on switch. So, you know, until then play fucking rhythms route. And I think it's like 15 bucks or something like that, but it really blew me away. It's still been in my head since then. And I was like that, that motherfucking game's going on my list. So. I think I'm the only one that's still talking about it in the in the in the <laughs> video game aspect, but but it deserves everything that it gets, and yeah, I think I thought it was a fucking brilliant ass game. So check it out. Maybe it'll be on sale someday, or just get it for whatever price it is because it's totally worth it. It's really cool. Like I said, I just like how everything you do means something. Like the beats that you do as you walking on a path, or you dodging, or hitting somebody, and yeah, lots of fun, lots of fun shit in there. That sounds like a good game. I might check it. How much is it? You know, I, I think I got it for like fifteen dollars or something like that. New, like it was not expensive. 
Okay. But I don't, you know, that nobody really talks about it anymore. It was, I saw it, it was featured on like a Game Explain video or something like that when it came out. And I just, and it just like, it just hooked me. I was like, oh, wow, that looks cool. And then I bought it and I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I got, I got Joel to get it. I remember Joel was on our show and he said that he agreed with me that it was, he agreed with me on its greatness. It blew him away too on like how, on how ridiculously good it was. Like I said, it's very, it, it, it kind of, I mean, I haven't, you know, even though I own it, it reminds me, I would think that it's kind of the same style of humor that like, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, just say no. The one, the one that you like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. no one, say no more, say no more. And I would think that maybe the humor is similar to that on this. It kind of has that sort of like, you know, let's be weird every which way or, you know, like, like you, you know, Count Arell, who's supposed to be the bad guy, he actually really wants you to be his best friend, and he wants you to watch Gilmore Girls with him, like all the episodes twice, and oh. all this, and all this sort of thing. Or like when the, or like when the Mushroom Gang come up to you, they're like, they're like, Count Arell really sucks. Like he once made me watch a YouTube video that was really boring. Like, like stuff like that. You know, it's like not what you expect them to say. And I thought, I thought it was funny. And they're like, one time he gave me flowers. One guy's like, that's all right, and the other guy's like, no, he still sucks. <laughs> and it's, it's just like the, the dialogue is, is, is hilarious. And I love the way the the game un, unfolds and all that. But I think I've said enough about, about the sprout there. I am leading into an old thing, but new stuff. What the hell is going on with is going on with Mario Kart Eight? The game that keeps on giving. It's been out. This is ten years ago, right? It came out ten years ago in like May, I think. Maybe like later in the year. But the original Mario Kart Eight came out in 2014, hmm. and. Uh, we got our last three waves of tracks this past year. And I just thought it was worth mentioning that, you know, that included some new tracks we've ever seen before. Not just the, uh, the uh, Mario Kart Tour tracks, which were pretty cool. They're probably way more fun in this version than they were on the mobile game. But we got those, which are fully new tracks that's for sure. to anybody that's not playing. You know, the fucking stupid ass mobile game. Sorry, Nintendo, but that game's dumb. But yeah, we got some really cool courses in the in the manner of squeaky clean sprint. Actually, I, you know, I'm looking right now. I think that's the only. Is that the bathtub? We got the we got the Yoshi's Island and the the bathtub. Well, we, were like I was going to say, well, because we actually, I mean, we actually got half of it. So so there was um so whatever because the top half because we actually we were playing this while John was here as well with Jason. Uh, the the top the the end of the top half was Christmas of last year. So there's a there's yeah. there, there was the Christmas level, and, and we got waves and four, five, and, and six this year. Yeah, so Sorry. we had so we had the last. I thought it was four. I don't know. I thought it was eight. Like, didn't we have? Because we had two. Well, no. Well, I, I guess you're. There you're ta- six you're, waves of eight tracks. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're talking way. I was thinking about the Grand Prix, like the actual amount mm. of races. But no, yeah, and we did we did have a ton of DLC from Mario Kart 8. It was continuing to give. And it was better, I think, this time than last year. Oh, it was amazing. The Yoshi's Island track is so good. And the, and it's so much, you know, such a throwback to the original Yoshi's Island. I mean, I fucking love it. And, the, and then, of course, the squeaky clean sprint. Like, who doesn't want to be a little tiny cart driving through a bathroom and bouncing on rubber duckies and stuff? Like... It's kind of the dream where you're laying in the bathtub as a kid with your little toy cars, you know. I can actually do that in real life with my uh, Mario Kart cars that I have right now. I'll just go you play should in the put them in the tub. Well, you can. Uh, I mean, this one you can drive through like the like bidet stream of the toilet yeah. water, like coming up. Like you can, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend doing that with your real life Mario Kart, <laughs> but 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 in the but in the Mario Kart eight game you can you can you can drive through the yeah. bidet the bidet wanna, stream going. I want to hear own. that that announcer guy say that in the in the the video for the DLC in the Mario Kart eight game you can drive through the bidet stream that cheerful voice. I mean you can it's in there they they should say they should have highlighted that I mean I definitely noticed it. It's actually how you unlock the true star cup. Oh gosh, the chocolate star <laughs> cup. Sorry. Oh, oh geez. I have said that. <laughs> Anyway, that's a butthole I was talking about. But uh, Mario Kart 8 just is the game that kept on giving. I mean, obviously, some people had to pay. We didn't have to because we had the the uh, expansion pass. Yeah, Nintendo the, Switch Online and the, the full one was included. But every time a new wave of tracks would come, I mean, I'd find myself playing for a few days at least just to experience the tracks and kind of get an idea of how they work and... Uh, Doing my best to kind of get some sort of idea of what the future of Mario Kart might be, which I didn't really get from this, but you are seeing like some pretty creative track ideas. Are they their last dregs or are they like, are we going to get some sort of, I don't know, is the next Mario Kart going to be like everyone shrunk down or I don't know. There might be, I just don't know what the new element's going to be. And I kind of wonder if we're not going to one day look back at these expansion um, horses and be like, oh, we sort of saw a little like clue here, a little clue here of what the new Mario Kart would be. Inevitably, it's been ten years. I think they're going to come out with a new one, right? I would hope. Oh yeah, uh, well, <laughs> it, I mean, we we made jokes on this show where it's like uh, Switch Two Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, including the <laughs> DLC from the Wii U and the DLC yeah. from Switch as one game launch day. But I would hope that someday we would see a Mario Kart Nine someday or nothing else just you know just a new one i mean it they did they did, they did really like cap yeah. they did really cap it off this year though because there was a brand new uh credits that you would see if you played through all yeah. of them so they did this whole new different different credits you know uh, credits mode or whatever so and there was kind of a whole like so, uh, that, like so they definitely a, like, like put the sweet like goodbye to mario kart yeah thing that happened online this year yeah not so. goodbye the truest sense just like hey we're not gonna see any more new stuff like Surely this is the end of it. But but aside from the new stuff, they did they did like do a pretty good job of trying to flip things around a little bit. You know, like they did uh like like they did the uh, what's it called the the DS one uh the peach they did like the Peach Gardens one where like everything flips yeah. like on the third lap. Actually, I think that was last year. But uh, but I mean, still there were some really really good uh, re released ones. Like we finally got uh, one of my favorites, DK Mountain. Uh, we 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 get the boat, the Daisy Cruiser from uh, you know uh, Double Dash fame, you know. So the, aside from the new levels, or the new races, there were still a lot that I really enjoyed from the from the previous ones. Oh, that's agree. So yeah, what a cool. Um, oh no, that didn't. Oh yeah, and we got a uh, we got Maple Treeway also. That one was really good. Love that level. Yeah, Maple Treeway this year. I thought that was this year. Peach Guard. Oh no, that's last year because there's Mary Mountain. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> it was four, five, and six we got this year. So okay. Yeah, I would say the 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 bathtub level squeaky clean sprint and the Yoshi's Island were like the two highlights of it. And then we saw a lot of Mario Kart Tour courses, which are pretty cool, but nothing quite compares to like you know DK Mountain or like uh you know. I mean, I Waluigi mean, pinball from last year. I mean, the cool thing about the tour levels is that like the laps always change; they're constantly different, like every like every lap. So it's like they'll they'll flip around like which way you go and all that, which is pretty cool. But they did have like I know they had like the Vancouver stage where you get to go where you get shot into a hockey rink, and there's like the LA one where you go through the stadium, also like the the baseball stadium. So there was, I mean, there was some interesting stuff with with the newer ones. I thought 
and not to mention uh, they added one of the greatest races of all time, Waluigi. Maybe it was last year. I was going to say that was last year. Waluigi, Waluigi Pinball. Pinball was yeah, last year. It was last year. Damn it. Anyway, it was good. Damn it. I was more. I was more just trying to say, you know, hey, it's literally that we are literally, you know, in 2024 now. This was it. This is when Mario Kart 8 turns 10 this year, and we got our last round of tracks this past year, and they were pretty good. And they they hold up. Then you don't feel like you're playing an old game when you play them. You know, it looks it looks nice and sharp and good, and it feels right. And it's just such an intuitive game at this point because Mario Kart in general is, but at this point, Mario Kart Eight is like holy shit! It's the longest running Mario Kart without a doubt. I mean, did anyone was were people still playing uh, Mario Kart sixty four in two thousand seven like religiously? No, Probably not. fuck no, because it's a bad game. But hey, I, it's but, badass. But I, but, I dig- but I digress. It's not a good game. back moving on to number seven going all right number seven what's your number seven john my number seven is trombone champ oh there it is yeah you like that game a lot we should have played that game while you were here that's the one we should have played oh yeah well it is on sale right now if you want to buy it right now it's seven bucks i guess i did i guess i did i guess i did forget about trombone champ as far as rhythm games go but i've never played it so I don't you know what totally it's get like. It. It's but seven dollars, like I don't think it's ever going to be cheaper. And it's well worth it. I got over ten hours out of it, and I'll, I'll still pick it up once in a while. On your question earlier, Rhythm Sprout is fourteen ninety nine on the regular. Oh. That's like the regular price of it. But you know, you could get like Rhythm Sprout, and I could get Trombone Champ, and we could compare notes or something. But That'd uh, be cool. I'm just saying, it's it on even on its full price is fourteen ninety nine, and I thought that was great price for the amount of joy yeah. that i had out of it yeah and, and trombone champ just the same it's like there, i don't think there's been a single time i picked up that game where i didn't laugh out loud and i'm 10 hours into it it's just inherently funny to just like flip the wee music thing on its head where that game was trying to be something i mean it was trying to be like lighthearted or whatever but it was trying to propose that you could like get up on stage with your friends and play in a little band or whatever but this is like <laughs> the kind of punk rock cousin to that like it's just it's just so flat out terrible that it's funny you, you i think you did actually play it for a little bit while we were waiting for uh seafood to like update or whatever oh I yeah i did, did. Yeah, I forgot about that yeah, yeah I, sh- I should have passed you the controller had you give it a try yeah i'll, I'll get it i'll get it at some point i mean i definitely it's another play game i, I played, played at some point on the pc that i haven't tried you on the switch but feels like it belongs in the switch i don't know you still use the d-pad or use the control sticks right like you don't do the most controls or whatever the control sticks is actually the hardest way to do it the 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 hardest way way is the control sticks is the hardest way to do it oh 
so I, I use the tilt. I just use the regular, you know, 8-bit dough, and I tilt it, uh-huh. and that works fine for me. Yeah, yeah. you were using the motion over here. Like, I remember you playing, yeah, you were, you were using the, yeah. the, whatever, the tilt control. Yeah, the motion. That's yeah. the easiest way. I just There's two ways to, well, there's a couple ways to do it. One is you can do the sticks. Two is you can use the Joy-Cons, and you can actually, like, motion your arms like a trombone. That works pretty well, but it's kind of a novelty to me. You can't really, like, advance beyond the sort of medium levels with it or I can't anyway, practically. Um, then the two other ways are motion based. So there's one where it's tilt plus motion. And then the other one is just tilt. The one that I use is, is just tilt. And and there's the and IR one just, too, right? Did you mention that already? The IR camera one? Where you yeah. That's what I meant by the Joy-Con one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The IR camera. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's, I think it's a, it works pretty well. It's a fun novelty, but as far as like getting into the, harder levels i think it'd be really difficult to do that yeah it's interesting that anything uses that like i was really you know really surprised and kind of blown away that they used it in warioware but i mean if you do like a proper warioware it should be in there you know for move it you know obviously yeah Mm -hmm. i saw something i think it was beat-em-ups or one of those channels they're going through all the games that used ir camera and there's 11 and that's it and trombone champ is one of them nice well because and i know well i know like labo I'm sure they included yeah, Labo because Labo, Labo did it. use it because you could kind of get like the the Predator vision if you made yeah. like the little remote control thing. You know, well, Labo was also cool. using yeah. it. Like the camera was the other camera is what was. Oh, use it for the piano, piano too, right? Stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Trombone Chip, they're still supporting it to this day. They they put out I think uh, they probably put like six or eight t- new tracks since it came out, and and they give you know, updates every once in a while on what they're doing with it. And I, I think it's just. They took this like what could have been a simple little joke, you know, meme, you know, trombone game, or whatever, and they've actually they're squeezing the most depth out of it that they possibly can. And you can dig in. There's like trombone champ lore in there. You can collect full tromboner cards, and and there's like uh, you'll know what I'm talking about if you played it. And Jeremy, you, you played it. It's like a, a game behind the game where you're trying yeah, to figure yeah, out yeah. what's really going on. No, and I do kind of remember. It's got like a lore of that, but I kind of yeah. also wonder. I played like an earlier version of it, so maybe there's been stuff mm-hmm. added on stuff like maybe the lores. And also, I just might not have paid attention. I played it before. Yeah, I, do, I mean, I do. You know, we'll see. I got I got a pretty busy weekend coming up, but uh oh, yeah, sale ends in three hours. Oh no, three hours. No pressure. Decide right now. I think it's totally <laughs> worth it. Seven bucks. We'll see how I feel after we finish this podcast, which will hopefully be before that time. No, uh, maybe I'll get it. I, I, I hope so. I have to go out of town for a, for a thing this weekend, so I mean, we'll Me see too. what time what what time it is. But uh, or what if I have time to play it? Is what I mean. But uh, yeah, no, I mean that's a that's definitely that's a that's a good number seven. I think there. Um, my number seven we already talked about, and that's Sonic Superstars. I mean. What's more perfect than Sonic being number seven? Because Sonic games like always get sevens. And you know what? My favorite games are sevens anyway, so fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> you know, like Sonic Frontiers got a seven, and I love that game. I think it was like number four on my list last year or something like that. So who cares? I mean, I guess number sevens are less like, I don't know, they're less like Story 2B or whatever. It's less like God of War, where it's just like you walk around and it just tells you how to do things. You can actually kind of like try to play the game and have fun with it. Completely detached from the game itself, but for me, Sevens are a fairly well-polished game that can only get better. I like, se- I like Sevens. It's not, made, it's not <laughs> like a lot of Sevens. Yeah. At like a, four, a three or four, and then you got to kind of watch it grow. 
Well, also a lot of those like nines and tens, I feel like are a lot. A lot of it's like pressure or like you know, or people are just like absolutely shilled. rating it because they have to rate it high, and if they don't, that's they why might a get, high rated they might get looked like, badly for their for by their peers or whatever. I don't know. No matter who rates an indie highly, like you got to just take it more serious because there's no way they're getting paid off to you know give it a good review. I mean, AEW got a seven, and I never played that game. I haven't put a hundred hours into it or anything like that. But uh, you know, but no, yeah. Sonic Superstars, yeah, I thought it was the perfect spot was number seven for that for me. And it kind of moved around, actually, but that's, I was like, yeah. I mean, Sonic has to go fast. I kind of get it. It's always moving. I think, uh, you know, it's a good, it's a good seven there. That's where I I put it. And we already talked about it, so we don't need to talk about it anymore. We can move on to Jeremy's seven. All righty. So this one's kind of a little complicated, but I'll stand by it. Even though it happened really recently, my (laughs) mind was completely blown by Lego Fortnite. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, all right. Hey, I didn't think that would make it in there. No, Lego Fortnite is really good. And um, I put a couple hours into it and I didn't like do anything too significant. Mostly I was just like goofing off and, you know, I don't know. Like it's it's a different version of Minecraft more than it's like Fortnite. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, yeah uh, for sure. But it's a totally like uh, we've talked about it a little bit on the show, but it's basically like uh, Minecraft, but combine it with a little bit of like Breath of the Wild, a little bit of like animal crossing or whatever and i haven't played it like multiplayer but i guess multiplayer is blast you can have like up to like eight people or something like playing in the same like created world which is like made from a seed or whatever you know so that once again that's minecraft yeah yeah it's, it'll be like when we played a minecraft wii u together or yeah. whatever way back when now i would totally mm-hmm. i would totally play that multiplayer no i, I thought you would like it because i heard yeah i heard a lot of minecraft people were really really digging it so but I've talked to a couple of people I work with who play it and like at least two people I know who are like super into video games are like, you know, that's the it's like one of the best games I've played in a long time. So it like kind of like was confirmation bias for me because come on, like I'm like, this is really this is really good, but I don't know if anyone else is going to say it's good. And then I started like getting that confirmation bias all around me, including with people I knew. So I was like, all right, cool. It is actually good. I'm not just like this isn't just like catering to me specifically or whatever, you know? Also, it's fucking free. Costs you nothing. It's free. It's, you don't have to pay a dime for it. You can play it whenever you want for free. Which we're saying like within that, there was also a, a racing game and um, made by the people who developed Rocket League. And then there was a, uh, there's a basically like a guitar hero. Yeah. Game made by like people from harmonics. And these are companies that were bought up by what was the, um, I, th- I think it is straight up harmonics still. I mean, at least it's called that, they, but they're they owned by the uh, Epic games. But what yeah. was the company that did a uh, rocket league? It's like John, do you know off the top of your head? Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but the company that did rocket. League, oh, shoot, shoot. Yep. I'm blanking on the name, of the but they were an in indie company it, yeah. and then they got bought up company. By, yeah. Yeah. They got bought up by, epic as well so i mean epic owns a lot of shit so like uh it's just nice to see that they're not dead it's like it's kind of like a little pustule rose on the skin of fortnite and there's a little bit of guitar hero and the like pus underneath the skin but it's fun to play but i really like the i don't know why i said all that i mean it's not it's not a great game i don't know it's fine but it's more like uh i'm looking at a light shining through a zit and I'm not playing Guitar Hero, but uh, I do like <laughs> I have, the Lego. I didn't even, know, I didn't even know what you were talking about. I was. I thought maybe you were talking about Rocket League Racing, which I thought was whatever. It was. It was. I thought it, Rocket League Racing is fun. I thought I it really was, like. I, it. I thought it was okay, but I thought it was real shallow for as far. I don't as think it's as fun game. as Rocket League, and I mean, I'm not that great at Rocket League, but Rocket League just has more to it than that game. That game's meant to be uh, 
arcade style racer and so psionics yeah psionics yeah Psionics, yeah for what it's worth i knew it's it was a, something a with a racer i knew it was something with a p i kept one my brain kept saying platonic but i know it's not platonic i always mix them up but with it's like yeah. close to close to psionics well because platonic is the other you know mm, they're the ones that did a ukulele right ukulele yeah yeah i uh haven't played enough of the the racing game to really give like a super solid um review of it because they're probably adding new courses all the time and I haven't checked it out in weeks. So it might be like amazing, but, uh, that triple okay. pack of things that they revealed within the universe of Fortnite, which is now, you know, a, uh, yes, truly its own platform. Not that it wasn't before, but you know, now, now that you can host your own world for free on it in a Minecraft style game and all your friends can hang out and it's super easy to do because they actually know how to do that kind of shit. Um, so you can do voice chat and stuff, you know, pretty easy from what I can tell. You can voice, yeah, that, that's one of the few games you can voice chat on Switch with on Fortnite. So they went past the app. <laughs> that being said, I haven't played a lot of it. I played, like I said, a couple hours, which for some people that would be a lot, but for me, you know, knowing what kind of game this is, that's just barely scratching the the blocks on the surface, so to speak. But it did inspire me to go. I was like, if I'm going to play Lego Fortnite in the night. I can't do that yet. I have to go play one of the builders games. So I went back and, you know, <laughs> I'll talk about it in the future, but I actually played all the way through. Yeah. Like a hundred plus too. hours or whatever. Well, I hear that. I hear it's a long game. Uh, it, it, it wasn't that, but it was like 80 something probably. So, so whenever Fortnite makes a Pokemon game, you'll go back and play Dragon Quest Monsters, Dark Prince. And you'll be like, man, this game is great. Five, you year, know, five years, you might from be right. five years from now, five years from now. We'll get to that. I don't mind being late to the party on some games because. Oh yeah, I don't mind. It depends on what it is. Yeah, I I mean stuff that's outside of this show or whatever that's on other systems and not Nintendo. I don't mind being late to it, but you know we got to get content, so we gotta. I feel like I feel obligated to play something on Switch. But I'm always willing to come back around, and so yeah, I gotta say, for being a free game on the Switch, I mean, I would tell kids don't bug your mom and dad for for uh. Fortnite Minecraft bucks. anymore. Just get the Fortnite <laughs> game. Yeah. Just get Fortnite. Or wait, you already have it probably. Just get Lego on the Fortnite, which actually you already have too, because I think it's just automatically on there. Yeah, you don't have to download it, it's just on there. If you have the if you have the latest version of Fortnite, it's there. You just have to navigate the menu, which can be incredibly confusing. But find it and play it and you can the find The kids know what they're doing. They can set VCR clocks, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> and you can and you can play uh Fortnite performance or whatever the fuck it's called and you can listen to all the the weekend songs but i will say i would never would have thought in your 2020 well now 2024 but i never would have thought i'd be mentioning fortnite right yeah because we game of the year (laughs) but lego fortnite is badass because we never mentioned the original fortnite when it came to switch on our top 10 which i thought about it because we did play a lot of streaming of it but Mm -hmm. but no it would be fun to do some multiplayer on there and it's cross you know it's cross gen whenever you want to play it on your fancy ps5 we could play that together because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter it's all multi nope. and all that which is good that everything should do that and that's what kenny omega promised us on AEW. and it didn't happen i'm looking at you i mean he's in the hospital right now so get better kenny he's got some shit going on so i'm not trying yeah. to yell at him too much but
So John, number six. On number six. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. There it is. This was like just a great game that uh, kind of came out of, well, I was going to say it came out of nowhere, but actually it, it, it was pretty long in development that, that we we'd heard of it. We, were, we heard of it first, like probably a year before it actually came out on uh, one of the directs. And then, but in, in terms of like expecting anyone to make the spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio, yeah, it came out of nowhere. Uh, and then, uh, lo and behold, we actually got an announcement about f- what three f- weeks ago at the Game Awards that official, direct, they are yeah, yeah. they are doing another Jet Set Radio official official. Mm-hmm. But if you want to play that right now, you can basically play Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, and I'm telling you, it's it's one to one. It just feels like a modern Jet Set Radio. And I loved that game back in the day on the Dreamcast. It was hey, one of the handful of games that I got for that system, and, and probably you know right up there with Crazy Taxi and Shenmue among the games that I played the most. And so I didn't know what I was missing all these years, but but this really scratched the itch. It was, It's just a perfect spiritual successor. In fact, I would say it's a game that kind of defines that term. It, it just hits every note perfectly. You feel like you're playing the old game, but it adds something new. It like just modernizes it in all the ways that you expect it to be modernized. And it feels bigger than the originals ever did, and all from an independent uh, independent team that made this game. So kudos to them because I think this game is amazing. This one is also on sale for the next three hours. I just looked it up. It was a uh, forty it? forty bucks full price. It's on sale for thirty one right now, thirty one ninety nine. But no, well, I, worth it. I did actually get to see this. Uh, John, you played this as well while you were here. And this actually was yeah. one I was incredibly interested in. I just, there were just, it, this was an incredible game, an incredible year for yeah. games, like especially on yeah. the Nintendo side. We had so many releases and there was so much to play that I just didn't get around to it. But I was very interested in playing it and I am still interested in playing it at some point. Yeah, and I, and I did think it looked very, I, I thought it looked very cool from what you played of it. You can put it in 60 frames per second. And it, it stays there pretty consistent. There's two options. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, the the default is 30, so it'll run consistently. But the 60 frames, it, it looks pretty good most of the time. Most of the time, it will run at 60 frames unless there's a bunch going on. Then it kind of takes a dip. But the, overall, the performance of the game is fantastic. It just it has a style. Uh, I would say all of its own, but it's it's Jet Set Radio, uh, all all its own in this day and age. In the late 90s. Uh, futuristic look that's it's alive and well in in bomb rush cyberfunk yeah it looked very very cool i was very i was very interested in it and i will play it at some point before the other the sega one i'd like to play both of them obviously but i never played any of the other the dreamcast ones or whatever like jet says radio or jet grind radio or whatever i never played any of those games but i heard a lot about them so i yeah i'm definitely interested in checking it out at some point i figured it'd be on your list somewhere and here it is there it is, number seven. Number seven. Excuse me, number six. Number six. six. Number six. Yeah. <laughs> number six. All right. Uh, my number six is a little game called Fire Emblem Engage. There it is. Uh, Fire Emblem Engage was a game that came out at the beginning of this year. I, I've been listening to people on podcasts being like, I couldn't even remember that Fire Emblem came out because it was like so early. And, you know, we was, uh, work was slow there then before like the strikes even happened. So it was kind of like, I was like, well, I, I like the way the game looks, but I'm not just going to throw $60 at a game out of nowhere. But I bought it on a sale, half off sale, and I finally got to play it. And it's really good. Uh, it's much more streamlined than uh, Three Houses, which I'm sure Three Houses was probably maybe higher in my list whenever that came out. 
Who knows? But it was a crazy year. A lot of good stuff. But uh, but no, I, I like this one better than Three Houses so far. I, I like that it's more streamlined. I like that it's more classic Fire Emblem. Actually, this game inspired me to go back and beat my favorite Fire Emblem of all time, which is the original Game Boy Advance Fire Emblem, which was the first time I ever played it. And I went back and beat it on my Wii U on Virtual Console because I loved... What's it? What's the name of that game? Like, What's the subtitle? Well, it's just called Fire Emblem in America, but it's called, like, The Blazing Blade, I think. Oh, okay. what it was called I, I have one of the Fire Emblems on Game Boy Advance. I just couldn't remember which Well, one. there were two of them. There was Fire Emblem, just called Fire Emblem, which is the, the Blazing Blade, and then there was the Sacred Stones, which is the one, the sequel to that. But Fire Emblem, regular Fire Emblem, is on the Game Boy Advance app on Switch Online right now, and if you haven't played it, play it. It's really good. Like, this one blew my mind when it came out. Uh, when I bought, it was right around the time of when the SP came out, so I bought the SP and Fire Emblem together, and it was like, the first time I have ever experienced Fire Emblem, I only knew it from Smash Brothers, and the characters are great. Lynn, Hector, all of them, they're wonderful. Uh, anyway, Engage is great because it brings all these old characters back, and you wear a ring, you get married to him or whatever, his spirits, whatever, doesn't matter. It brings back the original uh, Fire Emblem characters, and it makes everything more streamlined. The maps are much more interesting. It's one of the best-looking games on Switch. I put like 20 hours into it, and I had a blast playing it. I still think about getting back to it. But like I said, too many games. But Oh, yeah, and you can also collect cats and keep them at your base. And anything where you can collect cats and keep them is pretty awesome. You can collect cats and other weird animals as well, <laughs> aside from that. Yeah, but no, I, I really liked it a lot. And you don't have to, you don't have to like find random items and figure out which character wants this as the best gift to give them to bring them to your house or whatever which that was what ultimately turned me off of three houses but this is the one you know i've, I've talked about how much i you know wish i was more into like turn-based strategy games and all that fire emblem is the one that i will always hold the candle for and this game is uh was incredible like it really blew me away when i finally got to it and i highly recommend it for anybody who has not played it and the item and, and the weapons don't die they never break this game it's wonderful. came out so early in the year yeah this is like it's an earlier game it's just in that like uh that weird spot yeah and i finally got to it later but i loved what i played of it super dope see I, every time i heard of this game i was like i don't want to play the version that was on engage like i, I imagine it's great like really bad hey, yeah it's definitely not an engage <laughs> nintendo don't don't put their good shit on there but yeah it's a it's a wonderful game Love, love, love the fuck out of it. I, I hope to. I, I want to go back and beat it. But yeah, when I, when I played, I played it like, I played it, pretty much straight for a week, until something else came out. You know. <laughs> but yeah, that's enough about that. Moving on to my number six. Might be a little surprise to some people out there, unless you're like friends with me and you might have seen me playing it. But, uh, thanks to the generous holiday gift, Christmas gift from John, my co-host, and who is speaking now. Uh, I was able to purchase WarioWare. Oh, there it is. Nice. I purchased WarioWare Move It, and you know what? I was like, on a technicality, can I include this? I think I can include it, because not only... Well, it did come out in 2023. But you can put whatever you want in there. Well, I played it at as your long, house. As long as it came out. In the year out, 2023. You did, on your birthday uh, day or whatever. And, I, and it was too complicated for me in my... Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a, I tried. Yeah, it's it's a hard thing to... And, uh, and I'm going to say, as of, like, today playing it, like, I got it yesterday and played it a little bit, but uh, I played it a lot more today. And, it, you know, I'm doing the whole thing where I'm, like, standing up and doing the squats and everything, so 
Oh, you're braver. You're braver than me. I didn't. I, I, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't do the squats. Well, I mean, I I played it standing up somewhat, but you can play it all st- sitting down if you don't. want Yeah, to and I mean, I would hope so because you want it to be accessible. But uh, it's still fun. Um, basically, I just played until I got to nine volt. So I've played. I got well. I got two, and then passed oh, so nine like, volt. You're kind of like almost halfway through. I think the main story mm-hmm. or something like that. I was just like, why? Why haven't I seen nine volt yet? Like they really. Made you wait a while to see nine volt. Oh, the nine, nine volt part is cool too, though. Where they like—I beat that my first try. Where they pull yeah. you into that like shady uh, uh, game shop, and then you're it's like, like walking, walking through the cobwebs, yeah. And yeah. there's like the big teddy bears, or whatever. Yeah. Oh no, that's awesome. But I- I've loved it, and like having to having actually like I know it's weird to throw down this high up in the list, maybe to some people, but it's also like I, I played it. You know, at your house, Trey, and then I, I knew I would love it. I'm always a big fan of the WarioWare games, and I'm like, well, we came out last year, and I know I like it because I'm going to be playing it more in the future. I haven't even looked at it like the party mode on my own yet, but yeah, I really want to play the, the local multiplayer. But from what I heard, it's yeah, it's basically best if you play it with people who have played through the single player mode and they understand like the poses right. and all that, you know. So, yeah, the poses are a bit complicated, but once you sort of figure them out, they're, they're pretty fucking hot hilarious and funny and i imagine if there's multiple people you know doing the macaw um <laughs> the macaw thingy oh yeah where you gotta like put it on your butt on your nose and yeah. your butt yeah <laughs> it, it is it, yeah it is a really cool game I and want... you keep hearing choo-choo over and over again which it makes me laugh every time that there's a position called choo-choo oh yeah yeah no i thought it was really good um it would probably be 11 on my list it's not on my list but i loved it don't think i didn't love it but I did love it, but I couldn't fit it in. There were too many other things I wanted to put in there. But I did really, really, really like it, and I think it's a great game. And I'm happy that you. I'm happy that you have it, and I'm happy that it's on your list. Yeah, and, th- and you know, thank John. You know, John, appreciate the gift. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I threw a little bit of money in on top of my goal points, but it wasn't much at all to get that because it was. It's not priced at. The, it's priced at like fifty, right? I think. Yeah, it's, it's fifty. Yeah, I ended up like from John, basically from John's gift and from. Uh, both of Jess's brothers also got me eShop coins. I ended up with like a hundred bucks in, in eShop and eShop stuff. So hell yeah for Christmas. So that was cool. But I ended up getting uh, I actually bought more Jackbox games for Jess and I to play with company. Which yeah, I didn't even great. think about that. I I got a game shop because they were all, they were all on sale. Like some of them were half off. So we ended up doing that. I got a GameStop card for Christmas. I didn't even think about just buying a digital eShop card. Oh yeah, that's what I would do. Hundred percent, percent. Yeah, yeah. Get a get a card or buy yeah buy a card for something from there. Hell yeah! I didn't even think about that until just this very moment in time. It actually let me add it to my Apple Pay too, so it's probably gonna be just like shoot. It's probably like swipe it over to something else. But but yeah, but War- I'm glad you got WarioWare Move It. It's 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 a very good game. Like I've had a I had a very good time with it, and uh, I just stand by the WarioWare games is like some of the best. I don't know, just some of the most brilliant and best games and of course that aligns with your rhythm heaven because they're similar developers or same, they are the same, same developer yeah yeah um they just like really know what they're doing and they know like they're quirky and random but i don't know for for whatever reason it's always charming and when it even when it's creepy it's charming somehow well this one uh this one went back to like my favorite warrior uh warrior smooth moves on the wii is basically yeah to that. it very much feels like a spiritual Oh, a hundred percent. Like it has, you know, it has like the, the weird, the, the whatever it's called, Super Wario Dance Company or whatever. Like the one where you slap your butt with the remote. Like that was all. Yeah. 
and it's also like that treating the uh, yeah. the controllers like they're like uh, ancient relics. And you're trying, yeah. To this, out that was the same, do. yeah, same exact same story of, of smooth mm-hmm. moves as well, where you find, yeah, you find like this this golden Wii mote like inside of a cave or whatever, and it's like it's like Indiana Jones style looking thing, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, oh, I got it, and then now the ball is rolling me down or whatever. Yeah, I really like. I was I I wanted to fit it in. But I, I just couldn't. It was too much. There were too much other things. I wanted to put above it. But it is. I'd give it an eleven for sure on my on my list here because I do. I did really really like it a lot. I love it so far, and I mean, I plan on playing all the way through the the single player mode. I've even messed around in the museum just to try get a little better because some of the games there's just no way you could figure that out. Yeah, some of them are really. Did Did you find your straps? Your wrist straps? I actually I did. Uh, yeah, so I'll tell you about that. I say because you do need them for. So I didn't know where my wrist straps games. were. I looked yeah. around the house for a while, and then I'm like, "Wait, I remember seeing the. Uh, I remember seeing the box recently for the. I bought the uh, Skyward Sword special Joy Cons when they came out. Oh yeah, yeah, the golden ones. And I've actually been like using them. Well, they're like blue, and they got like some gold print on them, but they're mostly oh, blue. I thought they were gold ones. I whatever it doesn't matter. The ones but, I have, are but yeah, gold. no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, they're the blue ones. But anyway, I bought them, and uh, and I was like, I've never seen that box recently. And I was looking all around the place, and I'm like, wait, I think it's, I think I threw it in this like tub, whatever. This isn't that interesting. But I, I dug through this tub, and I found the box for the Joy Cons, and I and I dug in there, and like still sealed in the plastic where the the nice. wrist straps. Like I never even bothered to pull them out of the box. So yeah, I attached those actually, and then uh, you know to go, even go further with the story, I put it all wrong. You know, so oh, as, as you do, if you haven't, I mean, I put them on wrong when I first got them. Like, they're always yeah. put on wrong. <laughs> Seven years later, I put it on wrong and I had to look up a YouTube video on how to get it off. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's, yeah. You, you got to match the, match the plus and minuses uh, together. It, does, it still doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It's still kind of hard to, hard to do. Cause yeah, you don't use them at all. I mean, I, I, I told you, I mean, I mentioned on the show, I, I found them in, in Jess's uh, switch case is where they were. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I would have never. But it, but it's yeah because like there's the weird cooking one where you gotta like hang them off your wrist to like recharge the robot hands or whatever like it's really really complicated. That's what's happening. I didn't understand yeah. that. But no, you're like flipping meat patties. Yeah, like flipping the burgers over, and then you gotta. That's what it is. I didn't realize you had to recharge. Yeah, you gotta them. hang them to recharge. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So it's it's it, like I said. Oh, that actually helps a lot. Like I said, the the, the wrist straps are very I did, important. I did eventually like beat that there level. Is, but... There is one where you have to like swing it with the wrist strap, like back and forth. So you have to have them to play the games properly. So no, I've got. I mean, I have the wrist straps now. Well, now you do, oh. but I'm just saying they're important. Like the like the Wii one, there was like one where you like drop the remote and you just like you know just drop it on a pillow or something and it's mm. fine. But this one, you need the wrist straps because it actually does like momentum, like swinging and stuff like that. So very complicated yeah i look forward to getting into those further games also just understanding like you just like maybe excited to play that level again because i understand how it works you know so these games are always about chasing a high score and about just seeing all the ridiculous shit that they're gonna throw at you and um, i love the characters as stupid as they are you know it's really really unique too like a lot of really unique uh games in there like it, yeah. it, it kind of basically made me feel like the Switch was young again. Like, it kind of reminded mm-hmm. me of, like, the Wii times when, like, you saw motion control for the first time. And you're like, oh, my God, they could do all these crazy things with it. But there, but now it's, like, the other side of, like, oh, because, you know, Smooth Loose was at the beginning. And this is the other side now. And it's, like, but it's still, like, oh, there's so much you could do. Like, nobody cares that much about motion controls. But this proves that there's still this, like, this, you know, there's, there's I will this say 100% of the time. 
I've never won one of the games where it has you use the IR camera. Like I just can't, my brain can't wrap around holding it correctly. Yeah, and it's hard to get it. to it. Well, there's the, there's the fire emblem engage one where you have to line your finger up with the, with the ring and all. Well, that's, that's on the, uh, that's I just on, don't get it because one. it's like you got the wrist straps and to, to me, they like seem way too short to like let go of one with one hand, then grab the other one and then have it far enough for my hand to where I could, it could see my hand. Like, I just don't think the wrist straps long enough. Like I'm like pulling it over and I'm like, I don't know. It's just kind of annoying. Cause I'm supposed to like make some kind of gesture in front of it. Like, well, especially, yeah. I don't understand what I'm doing. Well, especially when you get to the ones where you have to like switch the, switch the uh, positions like really quickly and it's like all right do this one but then flip it over and then do the choo-choo one and i'm like wait what hold on i was already doing crazy shit with the with the ir one <laughs> like it's yeah it gets real difficult damn it's gonna get more complicated i mean i just they just finally added buttons oh i love the button one button the ones though they're so good when you had to like tr- the one was like i had to trap ants in these two little bottles that was pretty cool Oh yeah, yeah. Like, where, where you gotta do the your finger down. I, I like the one. There's the like the leaking pipe where you have to like uh-huh. have your fingers over the to, so the pipe doesn't leak out. But then it like starts squirting up another one. You have to put your finger on another spot. Like I said, it's really a lot of fun. It's a very good game, making me feel bad for not putting it on my list here. But whatever, it's all right. I like it a lot. Well, it's on our list. It's on your podcast. list. So thankfully, you played it at number six. We should probably we should move on to five though. <laughs> Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Nintendo main expansion pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over.
right, number five is Sea of Stars. I figured that one's going to show. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, it's on my list. Yeah, the only reason it's number five is and not higher. I think I suspect is just because I've only played it about five hours. I got distracted by the glut of games that came out for the Thanksgiving sale. And, you uh, did, yeah. You went, you, went, you, went, you went crazy on it, too crazy <laughs> like, on it. But yeah, I literally got like like fifty something games in the last three months, so pretty distracted there. But the five hours that I played, plus the I want to say two hours of the demo, I mean that game uh, it it it's good enough that it made this guy who says again and again he's not an RPG fan put an RPG on his top 10 list. So it's a it's a fantastic game. And I just think the quality is apparent the, from the first time you turn it on. It just feels like this like lush, inviting experience. You can tell there's depth to the world. And I, th- I, I think also, as a fan of The the Messenger, when I heard that this was going to be set in the same world as The Messenger, part of me wanted it to be like like more Messenger, but I'm... But I'm kind of excited that it's that it's something different set in the same world and i like that this team is is building out this uh interesting world that they have and there's a lot of interesting stories and they're interesting characters i think they're doing just a great job of uh world building with it with this little rpg which inspired it was inspired by chrono trigger and i just read something the other day about how much the chrono trigger guys loved sea of stars so what what is Seal of Oh yeah, I've I've read that they like had good things to say about it. Not Chrono Trigger related, but um if you have a chance, go to Fangamer and watch the Earthbound movie, the Earthbound documentary. Jess and I watched it together and I fucking mm. loved it. Uh Per Schneider is in it a lot. Jeremy Parrish is in there for a second. But uh it's really cool. It's mostly based around the people who loved Earthbound on Super Nintendo and hoped, just like I did, for the Earthbound sixty four game on sixty four and from Mother 3, and just got, like, defeated over and over and over again. But actually, the person who translated Mother 3, the game that Jess played, Tomato, is, like, a main character in the the movie. So we were watching it, and Jess was like, oh, oh, wait, holy fuck. Like, when I played Mother 3, it was, it said translated by Tomato. Like, this is Tomato. Like, I had no idea. Like, it shows him from, like, you know, young. Didn't they get that cartridge off, like, Etsy or something? Well, yeah, yeah, we, we bought it. I think I bought it, one of us bought it off Etsy, yeah, and, and I have a physical copy of it, which I feel kind of bad about it because they didn't, there's this whole thing about Tomato feeling like conflicted about, you know, whether whether it'll put out right. the, the translation and all that, but I just thought it was done incredible, and it has like the creator of Earthbound in it, like they do they do go to Japan and talk to him like over, over dinner and all that, and yeah, it was done really, really well. I rented it for like seven bucks, and it was totally worth it, like we, we loved it, it was, it's like two hours long, and thought it was fucking great but yeah earthbound tangent but yeah no, that was uh yeah that movie really blew me away but yeah no uh sea of stars uh this one is number 12 on my list it's uh close but not didn't didn't make it i didn't i didn't have enough time with it is the thing i just said there was too much shit happening yeah i put i put like maybe eight hours into it but i didn't you know, think it was a good game i mean we're in it yeah that's true we are in it yeah Thanks no to you. no i understand and i kick-started it and all that there were just uh I was kind of a little burned out on RPGs, like at the beginning of the year, and now, now, right now, I don't blame you. But now I want to just just play RPGs, so I'll get back to it. Well, you know, I got, I got like re, you know, I I got brought back from playing like Octopath and Dragon Quest and 
and uh, Fire Emblem Engage kind of recharged me in, in that area. But but yeah, anyway, I, I do want to play more of it, but I figured it would be on both of your lists. But in the end, I was like, I want these other ones higher. So, But it's 12. It's it's there. It's just under WarioWare Move It. So there you go. So what is this, five? Uh, I'll do five. Uh, I, I hope that one of you has this on your list. This one kind of went back and forth a bunch too, and maybe it should have been higher than where it is, but whatever. Number five, F-Zero 99, the online game. Definitely on my list. Which, uh, yeah, I absolutely loved F-Zero 99. It was like, I, I just kind of did a little script on here. It's like, just, with, just, when, our, just when us F-Zero fans thought that our favorite fast racing franchise was dead, they brought it back in the 99 form. It does a great job of modernizing the SNES game without losing any of the charm. And with all, it really is with like all of the updates it has so Alf far. coming back in Pog yeah. form, isn't it? Kind of. I mean, you know, I'm a huge F Zero fan. You're bringing old concept to like a really like virally popular concept. Yeah. Which I is mean, if you're Battle Royale game, if you're on our actually, it wasn't even on our Patreon. If you listen to our 400th episode where we talked about our favorite Nintendo franchises that aren't like the ones that everybody likes, uh, my number two was fucking F Zero because I love F Zero. Love F Zero was probably the first racing game that I that made me realize that I love racing games. When I when I played it at a comic store, like whenever when I was a teenager, and uh, yeah, I love that Super Nintendo game. And just to see it like fully realized now, where they take that Super Nintendo game that I love so much with all the music and all that, and they make it, they like modernize it and make like the 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 track wider. And now you have ninety nine people in there, and now there's like, and they added all the extra shit that they added in F Zero X and GX and all that. And now there's like the upper area that you can go to, and all of a sudden it's. They made it new again, but also there's the classic mode too, where you can play the original Super Nintendo one, but online, like that's fucking crazy, right? Like, yeah. I mean, can you imagine like your favorite Super Nintendo game all of a sudden having online mode? I mean, well, I guess you have that in the Nintendo Switch Online, but but not like with 98 other people. Like this just right. kind of like that's blew my mind when it came like out. like your friends. You yeah. can't just randomly yeah. match up with people. But not like, but, but you know, the the later F-Zero games, they made it where it was like 30 or 40 or 50 racers or whatever, where there was a ton on with their, with you and they made the races bigger and all that. But they like, just to bring that to the Super Nintendo game and to like, make it like so big and like make it free and all that. And they're still adding stuff to it. Like I, I played the, cause they had the winter thing where there's like the snow on the tracks. Like I played that when that was on there and it's, yeah, I just, I love it so much. It's like we finally us F zero fans. And I know that we have listeners that love F zero because I've heard, I've heard you talk on the Facebook and all that. And we, we finally got somebody finally gave a shit to us F zero fans who've been waiting for so long. Now all we need is next year F zero GX remaster on switch. Let's do it. Or, or switch to or whatever. I'll pay full price for it. I don't care. I know there were some leaks and there's been leaks for a while that something was going to happen with F zero, but uh, I was still like floored by that being the, I did. I didn't really think there was going to be a new '99 game. Like I, I started like admitting that for my bingo card, you know. Like, uh, yeah. and here we go. It's a new '99 game, and it's F Zero, and it's really, really fun. And it's my fucking game. It's like my favorite. One of my. I mean, I don't remember yeah. what our. You know, we did a Super Nintendo ranking episode on our Patreon or whatever. But F Zero, yeah, F Zero Super Nintendo is like one of my favorite games, like ever. It's definitely one of my favorite soundtracks ever too. Like I love the music so much on there. And it was just, it just blew my mind that it was just so wild to see like this modernized or whatever, like the original, the original racing game that made me realize that I loved racing games was like in, it's a, it's a fucking 99 game. I just hope that people keep playing it and that we get more F-Zero stuff because fuck yeah, love the fuck out of that game. It's really cool. 
And even if I boot it, you know, I still try to boot it up and check out the new stuff and all that. And I'll still end up playing it for a couple hours just to, you know, just because I love it so much. I think F-099, I I got into it for, for a little bit. I, I fell off of it. I don't know. I, I, I just, I do appreciate that they brought F-0 back in this form and from what little I've played of F-0 overall, it just, it, it seems to really fit uh, in the 99 formula. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, F-0 fans are getting their, their fill in this uh, unexpected way. I mean, it truly fits the formula because it was always about these massive tracks of lots of racers, you know, the, 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 the console just couldn't handle that. We sort of saw it in the Super Nintendo, but that was more like, I don't know. They, they weren't like persistent characters on the track, like in this game. But you know what? Well, yeah, Move this on one, it, it, it still just has the original four, pretty much, yeah, on there for this mm-hmm. one. You don't have the... I'm hoping that they add all the extra guys, or I would love I would love to see the, the like, the Game Boy Advance levels, like the maximum velocity stuff. Or just at least put that on the Game Boy Advance app, please. Like, put maximum velocity and, like, a... The grand, the the um whatever the legend, and the climax, like the, the one that was only in Japan, put that on there too. Like you don't need to translate or whatever; just fucking put it on there. But yeah, we can move on to your number five. Number five, we don't have to hang around on it too long because you know I feel like I'd be sucking the blood out of the podcast because it's Vampire Survivors. Oh, there you go. Yes, Vampire Survivors, which I've had already talked a lot about previously and then we just talked about it earlier so i don't need to say anything more about it other than was i ever right that this was a great fit for the switch you were eh, you eh? were right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. i think everyone yeah. agree you mentioned so, it yeah. last year that's great whatever that year was 2022 october mm-hmm. patreon episode you talked about vampire survivors this is the first game on our countdown that has that is on all three of our lists by the way for anybody who's keeping track vampire mm. survivors is the first one that's on all three lists Nice. Well, I don't think it's going to be the only one. There's going to be one more that's on there at least. Mm-hmm. But but it's yeah, it's a good one. Vampire Survivors for Jeremy's number five. number four is another one that we've already done that is aew fight forever there it is that's the other one oh. i knew would be a third one. Oh man it's <laughs> shaking shaking joe are gonna be so pissed when they listen to this and be like wait aw is your number one game well i mean they love it too come on. They, shake put like fucking 600 hours into that game come on <laughs> that's pretty high though i mean I played the game for 20 hours. And I've got a pretty good list rounded out uh, all all together. And yeah, as I, I I said enough about the game earlier, but I, I am a fan of the game, and I love how much it uh, harkens back to the N64 era. 
I'm a fan of the game too. Which is it's, it, it's like you know it's like a lot of things. It's like the people who really really love it are the ones who complain the most about it, right? You know, so it's, it's like it's like that sort of thing. Like obviously we all love it because we keep playing it, and I've almost put a hundred hours into it. But you know, we just we knew it could be that it could be more, but it's already great for what it is. And I and for me, it's like I haven't touched it yet, but I already know like just like earlier Dragon Quest Builders too. Like there are these games that I know I'm gonna love when I get around to them. I just I don't want to open that box yet. You should, you should, you should at least play the the career mode though. I think you'd have fun with it. Make mm-hmm. your own weird wrestler based on yourself. Yeah. You'll have a good time with it. John That's did. Be John real did weird too. If I base it on myself. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, there's more like, uh, well, just whatever your own. You know, like I, I had my my Kabuki Man guy, my demon Kabuki Man or whatever that had red skin and made it look like. I just was like, what is the weirdest looking character that I can make? Mm-hmm. And I, I did, I, he kind of did like the Wolverine, like a uh, uh, civilian mode where he like, because you can do, you can make two different versions of yourself, like what you look like when you're wrestling and what you look like when you're like in like public. So I did oh, okay. like the same thing, except I'm wearing a leather jacket and sunglasses, but I still have the red skin. That's pretty funny. So yeah, you can do fun stuff like that. You know, like, you know, like the old school, like Wolverine wearing the, wearing the hoodie or whatever, or, or like, a, mm. what was it? Or like the thing wearing, wearing like the trench coat, but he's still like big and blocky, you know, like. Or like the beast wearing yeah. glasses x-men yeah like that sort of or yeah beast, beast <laughs> wore the trench coat too the trench coat hat or the turtles did it as well i mean they stole that from the thing because he did it first but but you know that that sort of thing that's always funny where it's like oh you look the same but you're just wearing a jacket you know that sort of thing all right so my number five my number four is uh vampire survivors we already talked about that so there it is did you have anything else you wanted to say about it or oh did you... i i guess i guess i might have like given it a head earlier that i was like oh it's the first one that's three on our uh, on all of our lists it yeah. is on my list yeah no, I mean it's it, like I said, it it really just took hold of me, and I I think we well yeah we've always yeah. had to kind of acknowledge played it for place. played it a lot, loved it. It's five dollars. It's still in my mind, and I still want to go back and play the DLC. I want to play the story mode stuff, and I think it's an incredible game. And it's what I when I was trying to piece this uh, list together, I wanted to like go by like what was something that like just like you know grabbed me and like wouldn't let hold of me until I played it for however long or got most of it or beat it or whatever that sort of thing. And that's why Vampire Survivors is like in my top five because it was something that was like all that I thought about for like two weeks, you know, after it came out because it was just, I played it constantly, you know, even when I should have been sleeping, I was still playing it in bed because it's just, it has incredible, I I bought the soundtrack too, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, it was a game that I really, really enjoyed. It's one of those games and there's not a lot like it in my life, similar to like a Tetris or a Tetris Attack or I don't know, like it just in my brain, I can picture myself playing it even when i'm not playing it like it just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah it feels satisfying there's just like a pattern of yeah like the, the tetris attack moving brain. through those moving through like <laughs> those like waves of bullets and like enemies and like just kind of weaving through them a certain way is just so satisfying It's it's got the zenness to it like that's mm-hmm. a that's a big thing about video game playing for me it's like i need it i need it somewhat to just like just calm my mind down like it's like mm-hmm. a it's a decompressing thing like you know, like you, you may, you know, you may be busy with a lot of different things, but I still need it. I need just a minute to just like play something that may be sort of mindless or just for like, you know, my fingers to move in a way just so my brain can just like try to break down the events of the day or whatever. That's just like playing video games for me. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, decompressing and all that. And that's kind of like what this is. It's does. like when you, people used to defrag their computers. I don't think they do that anymore, but like <laughs> you'd see the big thing, like it's my, show, like it's my own de- defragmenting, I guess. But it has to yeah. be, it has to be something that you kind of know somewhat where you can kind of like turn your brain off a little bit but you can still like just like re you know 
recalibrate or defrag or whatever, you know, and this, this game was very much like that for me where I can kind of like zone out to it, but it's heals me in its own way. And that's why it's number four. My number four. I feel like this is going to show up at least one other place, hopefully two other places. Super Mario wonder was my number four there for the is. year. Uh, I actually hundred percent of this game. I got everything in it. So I don't know what I could say beyond like, obviously I love this game. I did all that in under, I think it was under 40 hours. It was like 35 maybe. And I got everything at that time. So like relatively short game, but I don't think too short for how much fun I had with it and how cool it was and how just, I don't know. It was like you took Mario as a character and you let Dolly design all the levels, you know, it was, it was cool. It was really cool. And I really enjoyed the experience and, I I like wanted to keep going back to those levels. So it was like almost like an excuse to not get everything because I knew I could come back later and pour through them and find everything I needed to like get that hundred percent. So there was never a moment when I was playing that where I was like, "Yeah, I'm done." Like I wanted everything in that game. That was just it was just such a good game for sure. Was that on anyone else's list? Uh, it is on my list. We'll see. Um, oh, I thought. Well, I thought we did say if they were on our list, we just didn't say what place. Yeah, I'm not gonna say what place. But it's on my list, and uh, yeah, I just in I, I, I thought I had a great weekend with the game. At least you know, I mean, I, it was good. I it was good for a weekend. <laughs> yeah. And, well, I I I played through it. Like that was probably the only thing that I did that weekend. And then I'd say I actively played it over about two or three weeks, and I intend to go back to it at some point. Um, I think it at one point I I said I thought it was as good as super mario world i'll retract that i think it's it's a it's a good mario game which i think is a it's great closer to game. yoshi's island like still i would say it's like it's yoshi's island if it was a bit more like a mega version you know it was like a really yeah. good yoshi's island but it's not a mario world there's no way no no not not at all i think my only major it, that's it's it's not on not on that level but any mario game is a classic game by by default pretty much any mainline Mario game. Yeah. And I think that my only complaint about the game really is that the things about it that I liked, I just wanted more of it. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. Like, I think there was a lot of great ideas like thrown in there and then, uh, not, not really expounded upon later on or like, or anything like where, where you could dig out that old, that old trick and, you know, come up with something new later on down the road. I wish there was a little bit more of that. Instead, it just kind of feels like a grab bag of really great ideas that get used once and maybe or maybe mm-hmm. twice and then put aside. Hey, that if if that's the worst thing I could say about this game, that's a pretty great bad thing to say about the game. That it just has too many great ideas that uh, it doesn't quite reuse as much as I would like. And not not enough bosses, not enough not enough bosses. bosses. Yeah, okay. it really it really yeah it really broke my heart when I got like to an end to the end of multiple level sets where it's like oh and here's your seed and it's like wait what no boss no nothing no here it is like okay so i i can think of a good parallel here for me you remember <laughs> i don't know if it was last year or the year before actually it was kind of parallel to some wind waker stuff where it's like oh wait there's not a dungeon there oh well, i guess we don't have space for it on gamecube well That's you remember when i was like uh i wanted everybody to play bowser's fury bowser's fury was uh, great and the only way you could play it was by getting you know a game you already owned so i i like bought it and i really want y'all to play it and, and I and, and so like I, you know whatever I nice. did all, that all that crap, 
But uh, if if neither of you had played Mario Wonder, that's how I mean. I feel like my level of excitement is about the same for Wonder as it was for. Oh me. yeah, like it, it's something like I'd be like, no, you gotta play this. You gotta play this. Like you have to experience this. It's really cool. But would I say like it's like an exciting new direction for Mario or something like that? No, I think it's just a good game on its own. I, th- it's I think not, it's it's not like exciting a new forward, visuals. It's not like a it, forward yeah. motion. For yeah, no, Mario it looks great. I, I think it's I think it's kind of like a half step. You know, like it's like a half step in the right direction, but maybe not as full as some yeah. of us hoped. I guess. I think I think for a company that's a what 130 years old and that basically made the same Mario 2D games. You know, for the last whatever fifteen years, pretty good evolution of the series. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Th- this, uh, Once again, I, I feel like it's like Dolly made a Mario gamer. You know, they consulted with him. Like supposedly, like mm-hmm. Sonic Three happened with Michael Jackson or whatever. Like Mm-mm. you just you just brought in some wacko artist to just kind of like really smudge things up and really make it odd, and it's beautiful. For that reason, and I think in the future, like it'll be one of those games that's looked upon very fondly. And just for now, though, it's like, you know, we're Mario fans. We want, we want more. I mean, it's it's uh, al- it's already looked it's already looked pretty fondly. Looked on pretty fondly by a lot of people. I just mean, I think it'll be a cult classic if they don't, you know, drive the formula into the ground or whatever. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a wonder too for Switch too. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'll keep it going and all that. I mean, I do think what's interesting about it, and maybe why you see less bosses and that sort of thing, is that it was heavily influenced by Mario Maker One and Two. You know, the the, the that's why the I wonder if there would be a Wonder Maker or you know something like that. But they were like, you know, after in a in a post Maker world or whatever, it's like, how do we make a Mario game that's going to appeal to, you know, m- people like John Hundred, you know, a thousand hours of mario maker over here and i did think that was interesting what they tried to they tried to do like the you know to kind of give you the feeling of like the mario maker levels and that sort of thing which i did i thought they did somewhat but i guess you're right about that I yeah i think about that but it is kind of like they sort of took the a lot of those ideas and they like kind of smoothed the contours and made it fit into like a new engine and a new art style and it is sort of just like you're seeing like a polished version of the mario maker ideas i think you're right well, and, and made by Nintendo, so there's less like right. shitty levels that you're going to run into. That doesn't one, mean one they, all they over came again. up with those ideas necessarily. You're not going to run into like one one, but this part is different or whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> like all that fucking uh, yeah. Mario Maker shit. You know. Speaking of that in- inspiration, actually, one of the the costumes has that's uh, theorized that it was it was taken from 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 some Mario uh, mods. So it was the whole mod community for Super Mario World. One one of the badges, uh, yeah, one of the the bubble badge, the whole mm-hmm. bubble cost. It was done mm. in uh, a popular Super Mario World mod before, mm. the pink outfit and everything. So okay. Nintendo is definitely paying attention to the mod community and paying attention to. I was surprised to me Mario Maker and Mario Maker Two to get some of the ideas. I mean, or if Nintendo is not, not like whomever is working on the game, you know, yeah, yeah, was. Well, I mean, yeah, the the developers, but I mean, but obviously they, yeah, they're rec- a much younger team for this game, I think. Yeah, but I mean, but they recognize that we're in a post Mario Maker world, and like as John right. said, like for Mario Maker Two, it's like how could you ever follow up to this because you have infinite possibilities for for uh, levels. So I guess I think they did. I, I mean, they did. They did say like in an interview that they had looked at like what was on that and tried to like bring that to its own version of it, and I appreciate that. I don't know. There's still a lot of 
limitations in Mario Maker 2 that I don't know. I, I there's a lot more, and I think maybe yeah, leading into uh, maybe whatever Mario Maker three is, and and I would hope it's a more multimedia type system. Make it yeah, like, make it easier to like, find your friends' make, levels. Well, like it. make the Wii U like the right way this time. Yeah, yeah. I th- people say the Switch was the Wii the right, the Wii U the right way, but I think it's half of the. But Wii it didn't. U. But it didn't have the dual screen creation exactly. that was so good for Mario Maker one, for sure. But they also kind of flip back and forth because yeah, there was Mario Maker that inspired Wonder, but then there's now there's people making Wonder levels on Mario Maker, so it's all mm-hmm. so it kind of threw more fire to the flame of of Maker and all that. So Mario Maker will never die. I'm just saying, play that game again. Game Wonder Maker, <laughs> Switch Two. Yeah, probably. And that's everybody. That five, was my right? number four. Yep. Number three is Super Mario Brothers Wonder. There it is. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) Yeah, cool. Number three. So that is that's uh, eight. All right, trying to tally all my numbers together. John, I really thought it was going to be your number one. I'm actually kind of excited to see where this goes. Mm, Well, I don't know. It was it was never in in competition for my number one. I, I mean, yeah. Our true number one being Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. You know, there was it was never going to be number one, but it w- it was always going to be in the top five, for sure. But uh, so this is my number three, right? Correct. So in my top five, one that's probably not going to be in any of your top fives, but sh- you should play it. D- damn it! And this game is called Dredge. Dredge is number three. For I me. want to play it. I want to own it. Dredge is wonderful. T- I-, I imagine it's going to be on PS Plus at one point. Maybe. I don't know. It's it's not that it's not that expensive. Uh, Dredge was like was the game that I played before before Tears of the Kingdom. Like it was like this one. Once again, why this is so high on my list is that it really like threw its Lovecraftian claws into my face and drug me under the water and like was like let me show you these ridiculous looking fish. No, no, I loved it. It's like I love fishing in games. Uh, this is a game that's I've seen people put it on lists about best game that has no genre necessarily because it has like this these fishing things but also has this horror aspect and it's all kind of put together and once i heard somebody talk about it, i think probably the first time i heard it was on like axe of the blood god or something like that but like just the idea of like that you go out fishing but you also have to deal with like these nightmares that come out at night and all of a sudden they were like ghost hunting you or whatever i was like sign me up right now like i need to play that game like that sounds amazing and uh, yeah, I fucking loved it. Like I played the shit out of it. Like even when we had our did our episode with uh, with Alex and Joel, like um, you know, I even like said that Alex didn't even know that you could throw magic into the water and kill all the right. fish in one hit. <laughs> you know, I put it up on Twitter. I was like, I know you did so that because I see, did it. So did yeah. you like get credits in it? Is there like a true ending to it? Or like... I got I got both endings. There's two endings. Okay. I did both of them. Well, it's... I did because I, I think they've like. Exp- 
like did expansions for it or am I just there, the there is there is a DLC. There's like a there's uh-huh. like a an ice DLC which I haven't played yet, but I did buy it and I do have it ready to go on the Switch. I didn't get to it, but I wanted to. But no, I, I haven't played the DLC yet. But I did go back just to play, just to see, like, just to make sure that I was like, I know that I had that. But no, it's yeah. You you basically you go around and you fish, and there's the economy of selling the fish. But there's also there's this cool thing where you can find like these mutated fish, like these kind of like demonic fish. And there's all this weirdness to it too. Like I remember the first guy you sell fish to, like, really wants that demonic fish, and you sell it to him, and then you never see him again. Like he won't buy it because he's like eaten it and he's gone to this other plane of whatever but it, it, it has you know it's almost kind of like a it's almost kind of like a um eternal darkness fishing thing like it has its own like sanity stuff to it and yeah if you stay up long enough you see all this crazy shit and you have to go to sleep otherwise you can't otherwise you know you won't even be able to talk to people because your brain is like all just all wow. over the place and all that so it's it's kind of it, it it was basically like and and you and you also you upgrade your your ship in different ways so you can catch higher you know higher grade fish or like uh or you know mostly you know get more light so you can be out longer at night and eventually you know the night doesn't mean that much anymore but uh and it's also like you know going across the map and finding all these different places and every sec- section kind of has its own story to it and you do find people and there are other little side quests that that go along with that i was really interested in the dave the diver crossover which i haven't played it yet but i'm re- i was like how is this going to actually work with dredge but i don't know hopefully you'll play it at some point but but no yeah dredge was like i loved it i was like yeah that is a fucking killer ass game and it was it wasn't that long but i mean i, I loved every part of it like uh, i thought that all the stories, all the side quests, like I did everything. I hundred percented it before the DLC. Like it, it had that sort of a hold on me. And there's, I know there's like some things. There, there's like a, there's like certain fragments that you can't interact with, which I guess you have to like have stayed up a certain amount of time for it to work, for your brain to be like jumbled enough in the sanity and all that. Which I never, I never did that. But I was there were like these things that never worked. It, it, it kind of reminded me of those. Like, so there's like puzzles you can only unlock if you're if you like push your sanity meter all the way up. Yeah, I think it's like a warp or something like that. But yeah, there was it kind of it kind of remi- reminded me of like those, uh, you know, those treasure boxes and like Chrono Trigger that you can't open mm. until like the second the second playthrough or whatever. I, it, like I made it all the well, way. Well, you to- go to the future and you and you like go to open it and then it says something reacts are you going to open it you say no then you go to the past or no you go to the past it says something's reacting do you open it you say no then you go to the future you grab it and it's like a powered up version of whatever's in the box then you go back to the present and you grab the original version if you want to sell it for but but isn't it like a new game plus thing? Like can't can't no. you like not do it? Oh okay. Well it's just if you like treat the black boxes correctly yeah. you sure get them to react in the past go to the future, get the upgraded version, and then go back to the past and grab the original version. Well, regardless, it, it gave me that idea where it's like, this is the thing you can't use yet, or it's something that looks very intriguing, but you don't know how to use it. And I beat the game both ways, and I was like, well, what the fuck were these things? And they're like, oh, well, you have to let your sanity meter get to a certain point, and then you can use it. Like, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, stay up, and your mind has to be wherever, and then you can use it. I think to warp to different parts of the map or whatever, but regardless, it was a really, really fucking cool ass game. And it had these different seg- sections that you go to and they're all completely different and all that. And they're very varied. And there's always different fish for each segment that you go to. And I just thought it was done really, really well. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to play the DLC, but I, I guess it uh, yeah. definitely seems up my alley. I, I love the demo. I played the demo all the way through. So, I mean, it's rare that I play all the way through a demo. 
usually I just check it out for like five seconds and then. Yeah, I, I, I played through the demo too, and I was really disappointed that I had to play through that all over again when I bought the game. But mm-hmm. I was fine with it because I liked the game so much that I wanted to like upgrade my shit, and I did fully upgrade my boat and. And yeah, it's and the story goes all over the place. It takes a bunch of different turns, and there's you know there's different like swerves that you're like all of a sudden oh, oh what you know it goes a different way that you think and yeah it was a, it was a great game. It was definitely it was like like I said it had my hooks it had it hooks in me. I was like oh a horror fishing game yes sign me up please. I love fishing game. I love horror stuff. So let's do it. So yeah, love love that game. But we can move on from there. Well, speaking of lots of swerves and turns, my number three is F zero ninety nine. It was genuinely like one of the best surprises of the year in gaming. And I mean, definitely the most left field surprise for sure. You know, like I said, it would never have been on my bingo card. I know there was some leaks leading up to it that there was going to be an F-Zero game or something. And then, of course, like we sort of just could have used our brains to be like, there's going to be another 99 game eventually. But to actually see it in the state it was at release and it to be based on the super Nintendo version and not, you know, some sort of like, uh, just generic looking like unreal engine, like 3d, you know what I mean? Like it was just so great to see it in that 2d Sprite version. and still be so fun to play and, uh, man, what a great game. So yeah, that's my number three F zero 99. Gosh, darn it. You did it again. Nintendo higher, higher than me. And I'm, I'm the resident F zero fan here. Oh, such a good game. It's so good. Yeah, you put like 30 hours into it, and no matter how long I played, it still says I've only played it for five hours. Nintendo, what? <laughs> Come on, I've played it way more than five hours. <laughs> Fuck you, you're wrong. No, it always says five hours. I was like, dude, I played it longer than that. I played it like you, five you, hours in one sitting. And you played the Grand Prix and everything, right? Like you played oh, yeah. No, I've, I've played everything the that's available. The events and stuff, yeah. Yeah, I've done, I've done the why. events in the Grand Prix, and I still play Maybe it. you're just such a big fan, they're like, they want to screw me over. <laughs> yeah. It's going to some future F-Zero that they haven't made yet. Yeah. And then it's going to come out and you're going to have 60 hours in it. Maybe. I just want them to put the fucking Game Boy Advance games on their, on their fucking app. Just do it already. Please. I agree. Number two. I, number two. Number two. My number two is a game that I wished into existence. I made this happen. Oh, oh I know oh, it. Oh, I forgot about this one. <laughs> Say it, Jeremy. I mean, I feel like you've got some sort of like unique angle or some sort of like a thing that you want to do that's like, you know. Let's say it'd be like two, three. What do they call it when it's like a unique thing you do to just be like attract attention to yourself? Uh, would it be a gimmick? That's a gimmick. It. It's a gimmick, gimmick yeah. special edition. I I love this game. Uh, I called it my favorite NES game. I think it's price is I, not I one. It, I mean, you said that way before it was on the Switch. Yeah, I, I, I just had 
I had such a, I don't know, it was a revelation when I found the game back in 2014. I found it based on uh, Pat, the NES Punk's video, where he praised it. And I, I set out to uh, uh, just finally download it and, and on my computer at the time and, and, and play it on the emulator. And I just played it all the way through with my NES uh, USB controller. And I just... I was like, where where was this game? Why was this game never released in the United States? And I wish I could talk to more people about this game because I thought it was just fantastic. And it really pushed the boundaries of the NES. You know, it was a late stage NES game released only in Scandinavia and in Japan. And th- there was there wasn't much of a conversation around around that game at that time. And going on into present day, I felt like this was a real one of the last hidden gems. Of the NES, you know, that's a term that's used a lot in retro gaming, and I wonder how much, how much really there there are hidden gems out there anymore. I feel like everything's been been played to death, and now I think the mission is to take these games that are quote unquote hidden gems and make them available as widely as possible. Like with maybe polish them a little bit, put them polish yeah, them, put them out yeah, for people yeah. to see in the polish museum. The gems, yeah, give them a special edition, mm-hmm. like gimmick. And I think they did a great job. You know, it was never going to be like a an A-list, top one priority game for, for any publisher. But I think that, that what they were able to do uh, with with presumably limited resources was just to make the best game they possibly, the best edition of Gimmick that, that they possibly could, the best edition that has ever existed. I mean, they really put a lot of love into it and made it a, a, a great $15 title. Uh, I think anybody should pick up. I mean, don't don't forget we all got codes for it, uh, thanks to John. Yeah. He, and we did do an, an interview with the publishers, which was pretty Yeah, awesome. thanks to Bitwave Games for, yeah. for Super uh, awesome. agreeing to, to do an interview with us. I thought that was yeah. a memorable episode, and I really I looked forward to doing it, and I looked forward to come up with the questions and, and just engaging on the subject of gimmick. And so I'm, I'm, I felt uh, grateful to, to them for participating and for giving us the codes. And aside from that, it just—it's it, a great game. The core game that they that they gussied up for this special edition—it uh, was already good to begin with. It was already great to begin with. I think anyone who plays it is going to discover first of all that this is a diff—it's a difficult game. There's no getting around that. That's maybe one of the first things you're going Super to difficult. experience. Is this game is is hard? It's it's very challenging. But thankfully, they put in the rewind and the save states and all the modern standards to make it playable for a wider audience so the second thing you're going to find is that this is a really polished game like there's all kinds of little hidden details at that for the you know nes era the late nes era i I think it was pretty special if it was very forward thinking like characterization of the enemies the enemies will behave in certain ways that seem that seem uh, uh intelligent such as they have like there's one little uh, snowman who's friends with a gerbil and they don't attack they don't they won't attack you you can walk right by them but if you attack i think it's the snowman the gerbil will come after you you know so that's something that pat and has punk called out in his video he attacked the gerbil and the snowman just ignores it I, I, like who's the better maybe, friend maybe here it's a, <laughs> maybe that's it's what a, i want to know i don't know just those little things that they didn't have to take the time to put in but they did Mm. Yeah, back in 1994 in the NES era, they thought to give these little characters unique AIs in some way, basic AIs. Specifically 94 NES era. Yeah. yeah. 
those two things, those two phrases together are like, what? I mean, that's the year Donkey Kong Country came out, and it's yeah. going to be 30 years old this year. And it, like, I mean, I don't know. It changed the course of 2D platforming, possibly, yeah. at least for a little bit. Yeah, and I think that, I have to, I have to think that even back then, people who were there's a physics engine happening in gimmick that's the yeah kind of the fundamental basis of how it works and that's yeah good point probably the most probably the most impressive thing that's also frustrating to me because you know at this point i feel like i'm playing an indie game that's got a weird physics but it'd be better to think of it as like you know an nes game that pushed the physics engine yeah i don't even know if there i I can't think if there if there was another nes game that had a real physics engine beyond say the simplicity of like you know the puck moving around in ice hockey or something like that. or you know like yeah there's like movements with like we threw vegetables in mario 2 or something but that was just like a pre-ordained like motion a path yeah and this one so not as complicated the weapon is a star that forms on your head and you throw the star mm-hmm. but the physics comes into play because you can you can change the the movement of the star based on how fast you're going and the direction mm-hmm. of angle when you throw it. And so there's all kinds of strategy that comes into play where you use the star as a you know weapon to kill the enemies, or you can use it as an extra uh, moving platform. You can throw it, run, jump on top of it, and ride the star across the level to get to secret areas. Mm-hmm. It's a little that's a little bit Tony Hawk in this little eight bit platformer. So it, it's, it's almost just it's almost a little portal a little yeah. like tricks and puzzles and stuff like that yeah. trying to access certain areas with physics yeah well yeah. then also like uh changing a reality to transport yourself i mean yeah yeah true i can't say enough about this game but i've talked about it a lot on the show and and it, it is currently on sale still i think for nine dollars maybe for another day or two if this comes out uh in time if it doesn't come out in time, spend the $15. It's a fantastic game. Gimmick Special Edition. Go get it. Yeah. All right. My number two, which I do not feel like it's a number two, even though when I take number twos, I take them into water and they get flushed and they end up going out into the ocean. I'm talking about Dave the Diver, number two. <laughs> Dave the Diver, Soul Survivor. There it is. Dave the Diver, also known as Dan the Diver, because <laughs> great friend of mine and Trey's and, you know, well, new friend of john's you know that's just how it goes uh came on the show and talked about dave the diver and it was the person who recommended recommended it to me eventually (laughs) let's try that again recommended it to me at the first point and then i uh eventually checked it out and it was just another one of those games where i'm like i don't know i'm kind of scared to play this because it's gonna like suck my soul out of me we're we're on two we're on two right i said two right yeah, yeah, I think we skipped over Trey. You skipped but, me. It's fine. It's fine. But, so let's just keep doing the Dave the Diver. I was like, wait, did we go back to three? No, no. It's oh, all, I it's apologize. All, no, don't worry about it. I skipped you earlier, so you skipped me later on the other side. Dave the Diver. Yeah, number two, Dave the Diver. It's just a uh, it's a phenomenal game because it, it it just takes a lot of things I love, you know, and multiple games I played this year, Nintendo even. Involve resource collection and making new things out of them and like building things out of them and doing this, that, and the other. The good thing about Dave the Diver was like it took uh, something I loved about video games and then like combine it with something else I love, which is real life. I like real life. Um, I love sushi and I love cooking. And uh, I wouldn't 
consider myself to be anybody who's qualified to make good sushi, but you can you can play. You can live out. I can fantasies. appreciate I can yeah. appreciate that as a thing because I'm like because I've I won't lie. <clears throat> I ate enough sushi in college that I started started like when I had visited an aquarium, I'd be like, uh oh. That's not cute. That's not a cute fish. That looks like a, a tasty fish. So like I started to think about fish like as food, like directly and like I want to cut it up and eat it, you know? Like sushi is just one of my favorite foods. And um obviously it's something that, that needs to be prepared well. I've never actually tried to make it on my own. You know, I've made like ceviche and I've done some like adjacent stuff, but I've never like made my own rolls with like raw fish in them or anything. But um I still just Love David the Diver because you go out and you like hunt these fish and then you make sushi out of them. You're not making them truly like you're never actually doing that. You are, uh, you got the cook guy, uh, Bancho. Yeah. 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 Bancho or Boncho. I don't know. You never, there's no dialogue in the game, but like no, uh, uh spoken word or whatever. But, uh, Boncho. Yeah. Boncho is great. He's just like a sushi prodigy, but he's also like, He'll never like stick around and completely learn something. He's always on to the next thing. So his techniques kind of like Jack of all trades, master of none. And, uh, I really like that as like, I don't know, like obviously I've been at my job for a while now, but early on when I started getting into like working in restaurants, like it was kind of my goal to like work at one long enough to learn the menu and then like go to another restaurant and learn their menu and just kind of like gain experience that way. And that's sort of like a, a mercenary chef that's kind of what it would be called which it sounds much cooler than it really is like uh, but you know that that's how you learn stuff and and you're not like necessarily like on anyone's like shit list just because you're like going around learning stuff like it it really is that kind of a culture where people respect it if you're trying to like move around and learn but uh that's what this game is like like you're going around and you're like getting different fish and then you're kind of learning new recipes that your chef's making and you're getting different clientele and uh it's just like a really cool approach to the fishing slash resource game and there's bosses and there's like all kinds of crazy stuff in there there's like this whole like uh i don't know if there's supposed to be like a parody of like the uh i don't know it's so it almost seems like a parody but it's like a environment i thought it might be like supposed to be like a parody of PETA, but it's this company that's like supposedly protecting the earth, but they're actually like damaging. Like they'll go after somebody because they don't think their process of like collecting information as well, like for research. And then they'll like start shooting rockets at them and destroying all the coral and everything around them. You know, like they're just like indiscriminately just like killing off all the wildlife to like repel them from studying it, if that makes any sense. So it's just like, uh, it's like if you like, went to like a, a conservatory where there was like a, 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 an endangered species or something. And like the person who was protecting it came out and just started shooting all the like endangered animals to keep you from like taking them away. I don't know. It, it's, it's such a weird thing how this game kind of treats like conservation. Also it treats uh, uh, narwhals as fish. So you make narwhal sushi, which definitely isn't a thing. Are I they mean, like, should, are they like animals? They're whales. Yeah. It's just a type of whale. They got really long horns. Yeah, that's what I remember. They're they're often cited as being like the original like 
unicorn and what where the unicorn like idea comes up culturally this animal with a long horn but yeah i gotta put dave the diver at number two because it came on such strong recommendations and i played it and i played it and i played it and i played the shit out of it It, i played it until i had to just stop because i did all i could i saw the credits and then there was more you probably could have and i just was like that's enough I'm really, I'm really interested about the Dave the Diver Dredge stuff because I hope that they're making sushi out of the demon fish. I actually kind of want to play dre- play through Dredge before I play the DLC. That well, might be kind of a good thing to do. I mean, what's interesting is, well, I mean, I guess they can't. You're, the main character can't show up because there is nothing that represents the main character. Like, mm-hmm. but the one that shows up is the like is basically the beetle of Dredge. Like the lady that you will see that you will sell fish to, she's pretty oh, much like the like the shopkeeper. Yeah, whatever. she's the beetle of dredge. Like she'll show up wherever you are, and then she showed up on on Dave the Diver, and I'm like, well, that isn't as interesting as yourself showing up, but because I want, yeah, because I want to see like the 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 demon sushi, like the demon fish sushi, and all the weird shit that happened in dredge, like in Dave the Diver. But I have to play it longer, I guess, to get to that. But I think I, I think I know Jeremy's number one, but I'm real curious about John's. I'm not sure. But we're not done with number two yet because I haven't done it yet. What's your number two? We skipped you. My number two. This one was actually lower in my list until I beat it. And then I realized how much extra there is to it. And uh, this one, my number two is Dan Dory 4. I mean, Pikmin 4 is my number two. Pikmin 4 is the best Pikmin game of all time. Stop right there. Uh, wow. Pikmin 2 was my favorite. Is this a telegraph or is yes. this a... Full stop. No, no, uh, no. Pikmin 4 is amazing. Uh, it's an incredible, incredible game. Uh, it was going to be, I, w- I knew it was going to be in my top five somewhere, but I, I just, I beat it recently and it's, it's very similar to, uh, like we were talking about, like what, uh, Bravely Default, whatever it has, it has one credits, but then it keeps going. It's like, here's the credits for, mm. for the casuals. But after this, it's like, Hey, there's more shit, but it's, I feel like it's finally brought the Pikmin community together because I've, I've listened, I've heard podcasts talking about like, you know, they're the people who love Pikmin two, like me, you know, like the more relaxed version of it, or they're the people who love Pikmin one where they want like the more like fast paced, like arcade I thought two sort of is thing. still not as relaxed. I don't know. Well, but two, two doesn't have like a, a certain amount of days that you have to do things like there's, okay. that's what I'm talking about. But what was really, really cool is after you beat the game, spoilers, after you beat the game, you get a remake of Pikmin one in the game. And it's harder than the original Pikmin 1. So they basically, they're like, all right, so Pikmin 1, they give you 30 days to collect all of your ship parts. Well, we're basically going to do that again, but we're going to cut it in half. Now you have 15 days to collect all your ship parts. And we're taking all of the things away from you that we gave to you in Pikmin 4, and we're taking it back to Pikmin 1. And yeah, there's a secret fucking remaster of Pikmin 1, or like a remake of Pikmin 1, hidden inside of Pikmin 4 after the credits, which I was like... That's amazing. And also, that's like a punch you in the dick version. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's basically like, because the game ends when you rescue Ol- Olimar, because you're looking for Olimar the whole time. And once you find Olimar and rescue him fully, uh, it ends. But it ends, but doesn't end. You basically, I'm going to say some Pikmin 4 spoilers here. You basically, you try to go back to your planet, but Ochi is is getting sick in the ship and they're like wait ochi ochi might die if we go back to where we're at so we need to come back to the planet we need to figure out how to heal ochi so that's how it keeps going but then you go but then you go and you talk to olimar and olimar's like let me tell you about what happened to me and then it cuts to the remake of pikmin one and i was like wait what holy shit that's amazing like i didn't know he's like let me retell you and then it starts a whole another game 
And you can do like day by day. You don't have to play it all at once, but you can just talk to him and be like, all right, well, what happened next day? And then it'll go to your save file. And then you go back to the original, the remake of Pikmin one. But it, yeah, there's like, there's so much strategy to it. And I feel like they, if anybody, if you ever cared about Pikmin or you ever liked Pikmin, if you don't like four, you're probably never going to like it again, because I feel like they made it the most approachable that they ever could. And I think it's just done really, really well. It's like, yeah, I was, uh, like I said, I really wanted to beat it before the before we did the the game of the year stuff, but once I got once I got to the credits, I just kept just going back to it. It was kind of like my like I was saying earlier, like my kind of my decompression game. I just put it on and be like, all right, let's see what's in Pikmin. But once you get past the credits, it gets a lot harder. And I've seen reviewers saying like Pikmin doesn't start until after the credits. <laughs> you know, I've seen people say that even, you know, like Pokemon, where it's like the the, the most Hunter. the most interesting stuff is the post game things. Yeah. But I did some pretty cool shit. Like I was there was I was a uh, I was there was this like pool where this big like fucking um this like lobster looking guy came out of it and I couldn't figure out how to do it and then I threw my ice pikmin in there and froze him and then like just dashed him and destroyed him. Like I that that felt kind of cool because I was like, "Oh, well, I did strategy on that one." But but no, yeah, I've been having I've been having a blast with it. Like it's a it's a very good game and it's there's so many references to all the different pikmins and when when they did the first credits, you saw Louie running around, and I was like, "Oh wait, that's Louie," because in Pikmin two, when you when it ends, you have to go back and find Louie. And spoilers, Louie ends up being like the villain of the game. You have to fight Louie at the end of the game of Pikmin two. So I was like, "Oh fuck, there's Louie." So then you got to go back and find Louie again. So it does all this cool like, you know, if you love Pikmin, you'll notice it and all that. But I feel like you say spoilers way too fast before you say the spoiler. Like spoilers, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah you're right. I have not given any sort of whatever. I I'm basically just kidding. told everybody I'm just, was I'm just teasing you. The 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 important part the journey These games have been out for a long the journey time. is better than the ending. The important thing about Pokemon is the friends that you met along the way, right? Or like all the people that you that It's you all the animals you crapped in bowls. <laughs> Well, it, oh, we did I say Pokemon? Yeah, Pikmin. No, no, the ones, it's the friends you met along the way. Actually, all the people that you rescued as you were going through the Pikmin world. No, I I think the game is incredible. Like, it's uh, done really, really well. I think it's gorgeous. I think it's one of the best looking games on Switch, for sure. And uh, I mean, it won a game award for, like, what was it, best family game? or best No, it won it won best simulation game. Best or, like, simulation. best, like, strategy oh. simulation, whatever, that sort of thing. That's yeah, pretty cool. Uh, what was it up against? I'm sure it was up against some. It was a, yeah, up against Fire Emblem Engage, which I think is more of more of a strategy game. But whatever. I mean, well, Pikmin has always been Nintendo's version of like real, uh, like real time strategy. Real time strategy, yeah. Yeah, it's like Nintendo's RTS. But you know, I, I've heard people say like, "Oh, well, Pikmin. You know, the Pikmin die, and I feel bad about it." But now there's like a rewind function where if you fuck up, which I did plenty mm. of times after credits. Where it's like, oh shit! I just lost forty Pikmin. All right, rewind. It's basically kind of, it's basically like Fire Emblem, you know, where you can do where you can go back, like you know, you can go back to different. Uh, where it's like, oh well, I fucked up and I lost these guys. Well, let's go back to the last turn and let's put them in a different place. Same sort of thing. Where it's like, all right, well, I'm trying to go down this tunnel and this guy's throwing rocks at me and it's destroying all the Pikmin with me. So let's try to figure out a way to do that. So you can bring it back. Whereas like on Pikmin two, I would just like restart the game. And then go back to the beginning of whatever floor you were on the dun on like the the caves, the dungeons, or whatever as I would call them, and then do it that way. But it's it's I feel like they've done everything that they wanted to do to try to make it playable for everyone. Now it's like everyone who doesn't like Pikmin. All right, well here we have this, we have this, we have this. So it's like the most approachable Pikmin, but it's it's really really good. And I've I mostly you know that's the one that I just want to keep playing, you know, 
over and over and over and over again. I play it's a great game. Eventually. I think we all played the demo at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah all all of us played the demo. I mean, it it's on the level this is how I feel. It's like Pikmin 4 is kind of on the same level as like Luigi's Mansion 3 is, where it's like this is an incredibly brilliant game that doesn't have Mario or Zelda on it or whatever. That maybe people won't understand its brilliance unless you actually play it all the way through. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of on the level of like the Luigi's Mansion stuff, where it's to the side, but the people who played it, they know that it's... Maybe like a Captain Toad. Well, yeah, sort of like that, too. But if you played Pikmin 4, I mean, you know, you'll be like, oh, yeah, no, I get it. Like, well, the people who, you know, like those type of games. But, yeah, it ended up meaning much more to me in the end. Uh, And, yeah, it just, it keeps going and going after the credits. I mean, it's, it gets much harder and, yeah, and the Dan Dory of it all. But no, I, I really, sure. really enjoyed the game a lot. There was a time where every time I brought my Switch over, that's all my nephew would want to play. In fact, he wanted to... Was Pikmin? Even, was Pikmin 4, yeah. He <laughs> oh, loved wow. the demo. Okay. He loved would... the demo. You know, kids will play a demo to death and then just play it again and again. That's what he liked to do. I did. I did buy. Um, I bought Pikmin uh, plushies for my for my niece for Christmas because I saw she put a lot of time into Pikmin 4. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, well, you know, because I was like, normally I buy her like Zelda shit or, or Pokemon stuff or whatever, and I was like, well, let's get some Pikmin stuff. So, but uh, but yeah, so, and yeah, but it was yeah, I wanted to. It was one of the things I really really liked it, and then other stuff came out and distracted me. But I really wanted to come back to it, and then when I came back to it, it was one of the things I just kept coming back to over and over and over again. It really just got its hooks in me, and I was like, holy shit! Like, there's a lot. I feel like they did as much. I mean, I'd be really surprised to see what if there is a Pikmin 5, like what that is, because I feel like they did so much to just like flesh out the whole idea of it. Like, cause we've got the Dandori battles and then we have, you know, there's just so much to it. Like so much extra shit that wasn't in the other ones. So yeah. And in the end, I just, uh, I loved it. One of my favorite games of the year. I, would, I mean, I was, I think I was originally going to have it at like six or something like that, but the more I played it, the higher it, it kept just like climbing up my list. And I was like, fuck it. I'm putting it at two. Pikmin 4. Yeah. Excellent game. Uh, I don't know. Get it on sale or get it not on sale. Like, seriously. I'll buy it There's eventually. a shit ton of, uh, I mean, there's a ton of hours in there. Like, you're not, you pay a full 60 for it, you're not getting screwed over. I mean. I you, bought three twice and I still yeah. haven't played through it. I was going to say, well, three was short. It was fairly short. Uh, I think that was like 10 hours, but I got to like, I got to the credits at like 15 hours, but there's like 60, 70 hours probably post credits from what I heard. So, there's plenty to do on there. Just saying, you you get your money's worth. I have two things working against me, playing Pikmin Four as much as I want to play it. One is I I have to I want to play the originals. I want to play one, two, and three. Hey, they're they're all they're all on Switch now. They're all on Switch. They came out. That's the but that's the other thing (laughs) is I prefer playing games on the original systems. Yeah. So I'd have to go get uh, Pikmin One and Two on the GameCube. I already have three on the on the Wii U, so that's covered. But uh, I would have my pick and homework ahead of me. Same, the same with Luigi's Mansion. That's why I haven't played number three yet. Well, I was saying Pikmin Four is kind of a reboot, though, because it does kind of like I wouldn't worry about Luigi's Mansion. I mean, it does it does kind of like uh, change up the story where now you're actually a part of the original story of of uh, Olimar getting lost because you're trying to rescue him. So they they do they do kind of like you know retcon it and all that where it's like, well, this is the new the new Pikmin, but. It's fine. I mean, I can't imagine a world without Ochi. Ochi, like really, it's it's hard. Like that beautiful dog, wonderful. 
like just having all the Pikmin are like riding with Ochi, and you can like slam on the, you can like do the charge move where you like throw all your Pikmin on him, like. And there are parts where they make you like leave Ochi to the side, and it's like, how can I live without Ochi? How can I live without yeah. my without my Ochi? Well, here? Ochi has to do his own stuff. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, but 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 it's but it's really creative, like the way they 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 make you like or like. All right, well, you have to put Ochi to the side here, and you have to find another way to do it. And, you know, and they they do some really cool challenges in that way, and and the Chibi Robo effect as well. Like once I got to the level where you're inside of the house, everything was way different. I was like, oh, I was like, oh my god, everything I ever thought I knew about Pikmin is gone now because the house world is way different than any of the other Pikmin levels that I've ever played. So I had to like you know recalibrate my mind or whatever to try to figure it out but yeah just yeah it was it was a fucking blast to play loved, loved it so much but it, it totally had 100 percent chibi robo vibes when when you're in the fucking house like it's very 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 much like that where you're like on the sink and you're getting shit out of the sink with your blue pokemon and and you mm. got like yeah Love that what stuff. was it i found and some of the most detailed food i've ever seen in a game i was i found this like fucking giant ham like in, in one of the in one of like the underground dungeons and it took like 300 well 300 pikmin to carry it but i got the purple ones who can lift like 10 times their size or whatever but i so i got enough to carry it, but it like it looks so nice it's like sliced you can see like the juice coming down the side and all that and yeah, I was recording it for the video, and I, yeah, I saw like moving this giant zucchini, or like what you, like Jeremy was talking about the sushi stuff, like this like you're like moving this shrimp nigiri like down the way. I was like, oh my god, that looks so delicious! I just want to eat it right now. Yeah, and it's just yeah, they've always been really good about that, like with the food or like the fruit or whatever. Like has always looked like really really good. Yeah, it's a it's a badass game. I think I wanted to. I also want to put it at number two because I think everybody should play it in case anybody missed it because it's yeah really damn good incredible incredible year for nintendo like where we had like yeah we got like a mario game a zelda game we got a stellar fire emblem game pikmin like f-zero like what the fuck like how is anybody gonna overdo this one i mean we had splatoon last year but i mean you know lots lots of really good uh first party stuff and yeah and they even re-released pikmin one and two on here as well so i was saying you can play i mean you can get an idea of all of them in four because they kind of reboot all of it but it's a, it's an incredible game Number uh, one. We're on to our number ones. ones. All right. Hour quicker than I thought. Should we save Zelda discussion for f- before or after? Well, I didn't think we were going to talk about Zelda at all because we cut it out of the yeah. out of the thing. Yeah, we'll talk about Zelda later when we do a spoiler cast when we've all beat it. <laughs> yeah, one of us. Uh, yeah, true, well, true. one of us beat it. The other two of us have to beat it. I said I was going to beat it the, by the end of the year, but I was like, but it doesn't matter because it's we're cutting it out of the out of the the top ten of the year. So I was like, I don't need to beat it. But yeah, hopefully we'll talk about this. All right. Well, moving on to our number ones. That's not actually number one because Zelda's number one. Um, 
my number one is a game that I actually just got uh, in the last, what, I got it like two or three weeks ago in the big sale, or bef- just before the big sale I got it, actually. Uh, any, anyway, this is a game that came out in April of this year, which I'd been wanting to get the whole time, and uh, and it was always on my, my list, and I, for whatever reason, I put it off, and I'm glad I squeezed it in at the end of the year because I thought this was just phenomenal, and it blew me away. I'm talking about Bramble, the Mountain King. I remember this, this game. Never heard of this. Yeah. Game. I remember like uh, posting. <laughs> You've heard of it. Well, I remember like posting on uh, Slack about it because it was like, yeah, uh, it was like Norwegian, maybe like uh, like folk yeah, it's or something. It's like a Scandinavian folklore. Scandinavian, okay. Essentially, it can be easily pitched as this, but it's it's much more. I think it's Little Nightmares. But what if Little Nightmares was about Scandinavian folklore? Mm-hmm. and a little bit a little bit more realistic in presentation uh you know you, there's parts where less you're, tim burtony le- less tim burtony exactly good way to put it so i actually beat this game this week i loved it um i you, played it through you loved it so it, much that you posted it twice on slack i did post it twice <laughs> on slack yeah that i beat it um, needs more dandori <laughs> yeah that was my uh, yeah. Speaking of Pikmin, reference. there was a there was a segment in there where you're you're real small. Well, you're real small throughout the whole game, but there's one part where you're walking through grass and these little like Pikmin type creatures with dandelion puffs on their heads. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't understand yeah. what it was. I was looking at it on my phone. And I was like, oh, are you saying it's like Pikmin? Just I was thinking it was that it was pretty. Game, but I didn't realize there was like animal companions. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see. There's the a lot to this game. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of varied environments. Um, uh, like, I don't know, it just floored me through and through. I felt like there was a lot of love put into this game. And, and I, I saw I saw into uh, um, in another culture, another culture's fairy tales. And it was pr- presented in ways both loving and terrifying. So it gets dark. This get, It starts, it, and it takes its time getting there, too, to the point where when I, I, I bought it, I, I couldn't remember... I, what rating it was i thought it was like a t for teen and i even uh playing through the first hour or so you know running through fields with little like david the gnome type creatures and seeing cute little animals and whatever i thought okay i know i, I know this is going to get darker but i thought it would be like as, as you said jeremy maybe like tim burton dark like mm-hmm. nightmare before christmas or something so i even put it in my my family friendly folder and uh sometime after about an hour or hour and a half or so oh man it gets it gets it gets grim like i'd even i'd seen the the warning at the top of the game there's a warning at the top of the game that Mm -hmm. says this game talks about uh violence and infanticide and torture uh to minors and all stuff I, I, i didn't know how seriously to take that but take it seriously it's 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 it gets really, really dark, but there's a, a through line, which I think gives it a lot of heart, which is you're this little boy, uh, who begins the tale with his more adventurous sister has opened the window at night and escaped outside to just have an adventure because she likes to go on adventures. So it begins on that sort of like lighthearted, whimsical note where his little brother is you know, he's scared of the dark and he doesn't want to be alone in the bedroom and his sister has left the bedroom. So he follows her out into the forest. You can see how it's like a Grimm's fairy tale or something like 
that from there. Like very simple, very basic story uh, about, you know, why children should stay in line and, and behave. Otherwise, terrible things are going to happen to them. And, and boy, terrible things do happen to these children. Um, yeah, that's it, it gets uh, yeah from from the from the top where you're you're walking through the fields and all that stuff. Within the next hour or so, you're you're walking through like blood and guts and intestines and and you're hearing screams of babies that are being tortured and murdered and it, it gets really really dark like that. That's enough on on how dark it gets. I think I painted the picture. Well, I, I tried to look at it on the Nintendo eShop, and it automatically asked for my birth date. So it was yes. it was that far. I was like, why can't I find it? It's like, oh, what's your birthday? I was like, oh, okay, you're that. Yeah, if you look at the the descriptions, you know, you'll you'll see they they, they warn you that that yeah. So if you don't like that kind of thing, you know, I guess maybe maybe stay away. But I I would encourage you to give it a try if you can stomach that that kind of stuff because I I think like I said, it's actually a very heartfelt and moving story. And there's, there's points where it goes in the exact opposite direction, few and far between, but effectively. So to where there's like moments of real beauty in there. We, I, at one point in particular, after you, after you played it, you'll know what I'm talking about. My jaw just dropped. And I said, wow, out loud before I even realized I was saying, wow, out loud, sitting by myself playing a video game. Yeah. The art direction in this is, is really fantastic. And the music, uh, the music, has that like folklore fairy tale type vibe to it, but then they do different things where they'll add a little bit more modern twists, like especially toward toward the end, um, taking familiar familiar classical songs and and just doing something different, bigger, badder uh, to really surprise you. Um, the boss battles were fantastic. Like every boss battle that that I encountered was something new and creative, different from the one that came before it. And the, the final boss battle, maybe among my favorites ever. It took me a long time to, to beat the final boss, but it was like fair and challenging. It wasn't difficult or anything. I, it took me probably, I'm certain much longer than most. It took probably about an hour and a half, just repeat over and over and over. But I had so much fun with it the whole time. I I didn't I didn't set it down and like go take a break and get frustrated whatever, even though I probably played that boss I don't know seventy five times before I beat it I just went again 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 like a glutton for punishment because I thought the end boss was just like it 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 reached such a climax and it achieved uh, you know it felt like you were building up to it for the, the whole course of the game building 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 and man they effectively. Uh, brought you into that final boss chamber with a sense of like doom and awe and dread. And I can't believe I'm seeing this. And wow, it, it felt like a climax to a game, like among the best that I've ever seen. So, um, yeah. And I, I did want to mention too, because you mentioned trade the chibi robo effect. That's all throughout this game. If you like games like that, where Are you inside of uh, a giant well, house, well, a little tiny person running through a field and you know, the perspective, essentially your character is in a land of giants. You're a little, the, the little boy is, you know, wandering outside of his, his territory for the first time following his sister. Well, his sister gets caught by a giant. That's where the story really picks up. And so he follows the path into this land of, of giants and he, 
there's some interesting things that happen there with huge animals, some kind, some not so kind. And just the sense of perspective is really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved this. I loved this game. Um, you know, there were a few, um, few hiccups on the switch. Over, yeah, over, over, a, over gimmick. I still can't believe it. Like, uh, yeah, over gimmick. Be, yep. I figured gimmick would be your number one. I was yeah. actually surprised as well, but also this game, I don't know what I remember sharing it on the Slack and you'd be like, Whoa, that's cool. I don't know. It seemed like you really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, gimmick, I, I, I love the, the NES game and, and I'm so grateful to have it on the switch. I think that this one just like, uh, I don't know, just edged it out. That's all as came in at the right time. I played it at the last moment. I, I thought to myself, am I selecting it as number one because it's the most recent game that I really enjoyed? Or is this really the best one besides Zelda uh, that I enjoyed all year? I, I, I think it is. I think it's top of this list with, with good reason. And I would encourage anybody who likes uh, certainly Little Nightmares, but also Limbo and Inside, uh, it's right at home with those games. And it's on sale. It's on. It's fifty percent off. Uh, yeah, maybe till this comes out, depending on. It, it says till Friday, so maybe. Well, the patrons will know about it, but you know, I don't know. What's the name of that game again? Bramble. Bramble the Mountain Bramble. King. Bramble Blast. Bramble Blast. Bramble the Mountain Bramble. King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say if so. The 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 performance was on the on the switch as far as technical aspect. It was it was great. Overall, there's a couple hiccups I noticed. It froze once. I gotta say that. And then there were some graphical, uh, um, I guess, glitches here and there. Nothing terribly distracting, whatever. But if that's a concern to you, maybe get it on Steam or on PlayStation. But if If Switch is your preferred console, I I had no problem with it, really. But it was just something to mention. Yeah, beautiful game. Loved it. And I, I beat it yesterday, and then today... I probably spent two or three hours just looking at, at YouTube reactions, reviewing the final boss again for another hour or so, just watching it over, over and over. Yeah, I, I'm going to keep mean, going back. I don't even again. know how many times I played the final boss in Metroid Dread. So. Oh, you yeah, you did after you beat it. Just to go back and be like, hey, I know how to beat you, fucker. I mean, I think, I mean, I think I, well, I'm, you. I'm just saying how many times it took to beat it, I'm saying. Oh, oh, oh yeah yeah well you said you went back and played it again like just because I, I did it i do it a few times but i rambled on enough <laughs> well, well i think blast I, on I, number pretty, one i mean i know i'm pretty sure i know what jeremy's number one is and both of you probably know what my number one is i know your number one is so uh because there's one there's a game that maybe one other person mentioned that jeremy did not mention yet mm. and what game is that is it something that might have to do with Stuff in the stars and maybe a, a wet area that you would have to boat over or something. Oh, are you talking about me? Yeah, yeah. My number one game is Sea of Stars. I thought that was number one. I'm surprised, yeah, and right. it's funny because you didn't even play it on Switch. But it doesn't matter. It's a Switch game. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The reason I didn't play same. it on Switch yeah. <laughs> is because I got it for free. Well, because yeah, it was free on uh, PlayStation Plus. It was also free. Well, I guess it was kind of free for me because I kickstarted or whatever. It wasn't free. You paid for it. Well, but when it came out, you didn't have to pay for it again. The the past me got it for me, so the future yeah. me thought it was free. But yeah, no, no. And but I, uh, I a wonderful getting, game. Uh, um, I want I want to quickly dispel. You know, like you know, it looks like Chrono Trigger. It plays like Mario RPG. 
It definitely does. Yeah. You're, you're going commands. to like keep seeing Chrono Trigger type visuals everywhere. You're going to keep feeling like that's visually what you're playing. And if you just post a screenshot, that's what people are going to think. Now, nah, this game's way more like Mario RPG. It's way more and like and way more complicated too in that regard. Like um, just each of the attacks have their own specific, like, you know, I mean, it's like Mario RPG, but it's just. I don't know. It's a little more complicated, but I loved it. I loved the story. I loved the uh, the lore. It was really cool how the two main characters were sort of like vapid and they remained that way. You know, like all the people they meet along the way are the ones that matter. The main character doesn't really matter at all. And so you can choose to play either of the main characters as your main when you start. It doesn't really matter, but uh, they are just kind of like you know vessels for the story to progress and and i mean even in the town they're like oh these are the uh these are the solstice children or whatever and i just kind of like that like there's no there's never any sort of like let's find out our purpose like nope there's just these kids that showed up they're the solstice kids and uh the other characters matter way more and i love that i mean i i love games that are built that way and you know this game plays really nice uh I found it really refreshing that I couldn't just grind to beat stuff. Like I really had to just uh, learn how the mechanics worked and equip my characters correctly and, you know, utilize them correctly. And uh, it took some trial and error, but eventually I got through it. I beat it. And uh, I don't think I got a hundred percent. I think there's like a, there's some more I can do post game that I haven't done yet, but I saw the credits. And for me, that was, enough for the time being yeah you played stars was my game of the year for sure and i actually you know one of the things that kept me playing early on was i wanted to find our name in it so once i got to that crypt i was like i'm gonna go there oh there's so much space there's so much oh yeah i I sent you the coordinates for for i had to get coordinates yeah yeah Yeah, because there's a lot of them there's a a lot of graves in there but Mm -hmm. i mean you found it i didn't get that far but by the I way, found if you it. found our podcast from visiting the grave in Sea of Stars, uh, hello. Thanks. That's excellent. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. If yeah, that, welcome. If, if people did actually find that that way. I mean, it's literally like just a little like we wrote our name on the, the wall of a bus station somewhere. But like, I still thought it was cool that I could literally <laughs> go into the game and find it myself. You know, if I wrote my name on a wall in Paris and 38 years later I went back and it was still there, I'd be pretty impressed. And that's not quite what happened here, but. At the same time, you know, Trey backed this on Kickstarter or whatever like years ago. But we knew we liked I think, I think it was like 2020 when I did it, like pandemic yeah, It was time. 2020, yeah. yeah. yeah like we knew, we knew we loved the studio. We had given Game of the Year to Messenger as a podcast. That's true. In fact, the studio retweeted us yeah. and said, thank you for giving us Game of the Year. Like, it's just amazing that, you know. All these years later, they were getting a you know this this huge like game award like what was it best indie was it I can't remember what they I, got I think it was uh wasn't it like best I think it was best indie no I think you're right right and uh, it was something like that I mean it was a pretty big award and uh, it really legitimized this team like that made these great games and um, yeah this game's great like just don't you know like not to say Chrono Trigger isn't a great game. I love it. It's my favorite game of all time, in fact. But this game develops that formula further and makes it more action-based in spite of it being a turn-based game. So 
for whatever you know if that if that means anything to you you got to check out sea of stars and if you have a playstation plus membership you can just play it it's already it's already there for you but if it's not there for you it's worth the money it's a great game and it was my game of the year without a doubt and i've been playing both systems and yeah trey you did mention like i played it on the playstation yes coming clean i did but <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah i mean it was it a, doesn't matter it was because on both it's, systems. Still my, yeah. it's still my game of the year between both systems so that should say something yeah it's special on, it's on switch i mean it's on it's yeah. my it was my favorite game that came out last year that i played all the way through you experienced it just with a different controller that's the only mm-hmm. difference and playing with my abit dough wouldn't have been that much different to be honest yeah, it did. It didn't win the best independent game. I was like, I was trying to. Well, I was like, what was the new indie or the fuck? I guess that doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But no, yeah, it did win best independent game for for that. So hooray, Sea of Stars. There you go, Sea of Stars. I do. I do want to. I do want to go. My back game to, of the year. I do want to go back to it after. I'm I gonna beat it. To beat those other things. I I heard like maybe like post credits. It has some like messenger stuff. The well, end. the messenger stuff is before that. But. Oh, okay. Well, I heard it was like kind of towards the end. Did, did you get the? Yeah, I've, I've I've experienced messenger stuff. I just have been considerate about not ruining it on the podcast. Oh yeah, because I know you all. Unlike me, fans exactly. need the spoiler person over here. Well, I don't want to spoil it for <laughs> the two of you because I know how much you love that. I'm game. sorry that Louis was in Pikmin Four. He was in two. We all expected him to show up again. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sea of Stars. It's a game that you like as for your number one. It's my favorite game that came out in the year 2023 AD. And my number one game is Mortal Kombat 1. It was just, it was so great on, I, I mean, actually. You I, were like a John, oh, wow. you're Johnny Cage stand. <laughs> I actually did really have a lot of fun with that game, but I waited until multiple patches after it was released and now it's good now. But no, my number one game is AW5 Forever. Duh. I mean. Anyway, Say what? Didn't, didn't think <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I wanted to put it. Wow. Lo- I wanted to put it's it. It's lo- amazing. It's your number one, though. I wanted to put it lower, but I put. I mean, the fact you didn't game. mention it yet, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If it wasn't my number one, Pikmin Four would be. But no, yeah, AEW is my number one game. So that means that our tallies with when you when you add all the all the when you add all the monies up here, that means that AEW Five Forever is Nintendo Main's game of the year. Is what it means. Because AEW Fight Forever has 19 points, because it's on number one for me, it was number nine for Jeremy, and it was number four for John. So it has, am I correct on this? Mm-hmm. So it has 19 points. So it's the number one game for Nintendo main is AEW Fight Forever. Wow! Besides a, uh, Zelda. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah. But I'm going to, I'm I'm going to totally tag Ziddy and, and uh, Ukes and all those fuckers. And Tony Khan, coming for you. All of you. Tagging all of you, let you know that it's our number one game. As a podcast, it is a number one game. Is number one game, it? yeah, without Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, but our number two game is Sea of Stars. It's number two. So there you go. Yeah, sabotage. Coming in with sixteen coming in with sixteen points from Jeremy having it at number one and John having it at number five. Sixteen points. And number three is Super Mario Wonder coming in really? at 15 points with Jeremy having it. Oh, well, um, you had it high, right? Jeremy had it at number three. I had it at four. And John, oh, no, you had it at four and John had it at uh-huh. three? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, three and four, 15 points. 
that's number three is Super Mario Wonder. And tied for fourth slash fifth place is Vampire Survivors and F Zero ninety nine. Hell yeah. So there's our top five and everything. I mean, that's sort of the median of the year though, right? Yeah. F Zero ninety nine and Vampire Survivors. That's the stuff I just go back to when I'm not playing other stuff. Yeah. And then everything after that is like, you know, Bramble King. Well, Bramble King worked out. I would say Bramble King has 10 from John, and then we have like uh, Mr. Gimmick and Pikmin and Dave the Diver, like after that, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Were you going to say something? I was going to say, yeah, we got a three way tie for six with Pikmin, Dave the Diver, and Gimmick. Uh, number seven is Dredge. Number eight is Sonic Superstars. Well, actually, uh, no. I, I'm well, surprised Sonic Superstars isn't higher up because. Wait, wait, it wasn't on your list, was it, Trey? Well, well, six, six place. No, and I mean, six place is Bramble King because Bramble King's ten. So, um, so, so Pikmin four, Dave the Diver, and Mister Gimmick are tied for seventh place. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, and then you have, and then you have Dredge after that coming with eight, and then you have Sonic Superstars. Uh, don't forget about Dredge. Flip the numbers around. Yep. There yeah. we go. Nowadays, everybody wants to talk to the guys. We about Dredge. Yeah, and why? Well, yeah, see, Sonic Superstars was on my list. It was number seven because uh, sevens are good games, and that's that. There it is. That is our list, and there you go. That Solid is a list. That is like the final list that we have for twenty twenty three. So that's you got true. any like additions? Doesn't matter. That's our final list. So turn the don't even ask. Mm-hmm. Don't even say. This is the, the fine. And We're if you and, and if you made it this far and you want to hear more of us, go to patreon.com slash main podcast and you can hear some more extra episodes. We're gonna have another one up there soon where we talked about the beginning of consoles. We're gonna talk about the end of consoles. Suspense. That'll be the next one. We might even think about the between of consoles. And then and also uh, you know, different levels. You get the WRT radio or you get the videos and all that shit. Check it out. And twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast every Monday at 11.30 if you want to watch us play Nintendo Main's number one game of the year, AW5 Forever. Uh, get on Twitch and watch that. And you can also watch it on YouTube at youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. It's there too. It will be posted right after we post the Twitch thing. After we do the Twitch thing, check it out there. But yeah, um, thanks for listening to our annual Game of the Year 2023. <sighs> episode i've been stressing about it all week but we finally got it done but yeah thanks for listening we've been your host i'm trey johnson i was stressed all the week but my name is jeremy Mikowski. i'm cool as a cucumber my name is john nitter those cucumbers look great in pikmin 4 uh thanks everybody for listening see you next week see you in vegas
Oh, do you want me to start recording? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, waiting, I'm just waiting for recording you to... Recording in progress. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to roll the video. <laughs> you know, just waiting for that name, for the noise, for the lady on there, the recording lady. All right, this week at Nintendo Main, it's our top best 10 games. Let me do that again. 